Turn right. Re-re-re-recalculating. Man, this goofy bitch don't know where she's going. From the Lost Boys. Lost Boys. The Lost Boys. Boys. The Lost Boys. Lost. Boys. Boys. You're all Lost Boys. Legendary Lost Boys. This is Lost Boys. We call them the Lost Boys. And now, the Lost Boys Podcast proudly presents That's right, Chuck Chuckers, it's The History of Hip Hop Welcome everybody, this is Hip Hop History 101 where we dive deep into the culture of hip hop from where it's been to where it's going and how it got there. Tonight, we'll be diving deep into the Wu-Tang Clan's much anticipated sophomore album, Wu-Tang Forever. I am one of your hosts, Ghost T, and joining me as always... Dude, I'm gonna go by my, my full Wu-Tang name tonight, I'm Midnight Prophet. Midnight Prophet from the Wu-Tang Clan name <laughs> generator. That's right. <laughs> That's a deep dive for those that know that know. But uh, yeah, Night Prophet came from the uh, Wu-Tang Clan. Uh, what, was, what was the name of the site again? Because I think we all did them. Yeah, At I just always Google searched Wu-Tang Clan name yeah. generator. It's a weird uh, address. Yeah, it, it was a... Uh, it wasn't that one. It wasn't... I think I found it. It's like it was like this mess. Like mess. Be. Be. Yeah. yeah. I Nick Genu Wu name. Okay. Yeah. Yep, PHP. Yep. What the fuck? This isn't even a real. Dot, what the hell's a dot PHP? Sounds like a scientist or something. <laughs> it's such a '90s website right here. Oh, it's crazy. I'm the arrogant magician tonight, everybody. Boom. Yo, arrogant magician. <laughs> What's up, dude? <laughs> I'm, I'm writing that down. Arrogant magician. All right, well, let's get into Wu-Tang, Mr. Midnight. Um, What's up with this album? You know this album? You heard this before? Oh, of course. <laughs> you listened to it a couple times past couple uh, yeah. weeks, maybe? I was there for release. Oh, my goodness. I've had this I was thing there on repeat. Release, too. We're talking June 3rd, 1997. So what Wu did at this point, um, they came out with? Enter the Wu, what was that, 93? And from then on, okay, now let me dip into it. Did you read anything about Riz's five-year plan with the Wu? Yeah, I did. Okay, because I think was it was the culmination of it. Brilliant. This was the culmination of his five-year plan. When he went in with that first album idea and he was brokering the deal, the deal was that uh, I think it was only like they got only paid like sixty thousand dollars initially off the uh, the uh, Wu Tang album, but with the clause that every member was a free agent and able to go out there and get their own deals because he wanted to expand this uh, empire. Was it, was it something along those lines? Yeah. Brilliant, and I, and I think quite. Uh, I think Fucking what brilliant. was there like five members that released like top tier solo albums between Thirty Six Chambers and Top Tier um, Forever. Yeah, top tier, and they're considered Absolutely. classic still to I this mean, we day. Had, yeah, we had right off the bat after that album, after the Wu album came out. Well, uh, first off, the Wu album came out was classic. 
it was so different at the time and it turned heads and it became a huge hit. Um, so when everyone started coming out with these solo albums, they were almost instant hits and they all, you know, chiseled in their own fan base. But you had Method Man came out with Takao. Great album. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm throwing in there this one, too. So it's sort of six, but RZA's little side project, Grave Diggers, which that first album in my mind is classic as fuck. Yep. Um, ODB. Return to the 36 Chambers, which I think is classic. These are all classic. I'm just going to say they're classic as fuck now. This, this is all of these. But Old Dirty Bastard, Return to the 36. Uh, Geniuses, Jizza, Liquid Swords. Probably my favorite. Um, Ghostface came out with Iron Man. And then Raekwon came out with Only Built for Cuban Links. All had their kind of unique sound, but they all kind of sounded similar at the same time. Like, uh, it was off that same batch of, like, he might have made thousands of beats at the time. But RZA just, those end of the Wu era beats, he just had freaking briefcases full of this shit. And so, um, and uh, if anybody watched the TV show out there, you see that when he was working in his lab, he was kind of making beats. And as he was making them, he's like, oh, that's a Method Man track right there. Oh, that, that's Raekwon the right there. Yep. So he was kind of making beats uh, specifically for the members. So when it came time to broker those deals and get those other albums out, he had almost those, you know, sounds down. And yeah. he, all he had to do was fine tune it. And it it came together beautifully. And yeah, that really stretched the pretty much the five years. Some of those albums all came out in the same. Uh, some of them came out in the same years or whatever. But um, at year five, they all got back together to do a Wu album, which became Wu Tang Forever. So at this point, they were all over. I mean, some had uh, higher success than others. Some were more underground, but they were just they were just gathering this fan base of so many people. So it's it's. It's kind of crazy. Like, 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 really, it was a genius plan, and it's crazy that the record label would go down, would go for it. What was that yeah. Loud Records, right? Yep. Fucking and crazy, dude. RZA, he had that interview on NPR a while back, and he said, I used the bus as an analogy. I said, I want all of y'all to get on this bus and be passengers, and I'm the driver. And nobody can ask me where we're going. I'm taking us number one. Give me five years, and I'll promise I'll get us there. Hey, yeah. <laughs> like and it was and it fucking worked like a hundred percent. It was beautiful. It did. Yeah. It, it absolutely worked. The hype and anticipation for this album was off the charts. Um, so I I think right there, right off the bat, I'm gonna say this right up front. I think that is absolutely what pushed this to uh, instant number one on Billboard. This album. Just that anticipation. Everyone and their mother was getting this because everyone had a favorite Woo member or you just dug the vibe or, you know, so you were on board. Yeah, I absolutely remember picking this up, listening through this. This was like right on the cusp, I believe, of me getting a car. So what I used to do at the time... um. And it was a little bit, this is after we moved, in high school we moved a little bit out of the city. Little boondockish area, but I could walk like a mile and a half to the, uh, I mean, it might be like two and a half miles actually. It was like two miles or so to the gas station, right, to pick up cigarettes. Mm -hmm. Which I was still too young to do, but I knew, you know, yeah, you know, you can get by. 
But anyway, so I used to just walk, and I just remember countless times just listening to this in my, it was probably a Discman at the time, a Discman, it wasn't Jewish, um, and just going up to the freaking convenience store up the street and blasting this, this album nonstop, absorbing all the lyrics, the beats, and everything. Now, what I thought of that, I don't know, we'll get into that in a little bit. Oh, okay. But... Um, I certainly remember it. Where were you at? And did were you hype at the time? You were into all the Wu albums, yeah, for sure. And uh, so this coming out was like a a big deal, pretty much. Yeah. So I'm I'm a little younger than you, but um, I was not old enough to uh, drive yet. But okay. um, I would still, me and my buddies, we would always walk to like record stores and stuff all the time to buy new hip hop albums. I remember the record store I got this from. I got this from um, Tower Records in Sacramento. Oh, okay. It's a good name. Yeah. I think I got what I, get, I think I got from Media Play. Do you remember Media, Media Play? Play? Uh-uh. You have any Media Plays out in California? It was no, like kind of a Circuit City type of jaunt back in the day. Media Play, huh? I guess it was just centralized, maybe in this area. I'm not sure how far it spread, but yeah, Media Play is where I went for a while for uh, CDs. If not, it was the wall at the mall where you got your lifetime guarantee. And I don't think the wall exists anywhere in the world anymore. So I don't know how I could uh, cash in on my guarantee if that album got ruined. <laughs> But at the time, it was a pretty good deal. <laughs> um, yeah. My other record store back then was Dimple Records, but I think those were Dimple. both local. Yeah, so yeah, Dimple must Tower. have been local. Tower, so Tower local. and Dimple were my nah, two. Tower is a big name, right? Tower Records. Is it? Tower I mean, Records I've definitely that? heard of Tower Records. As far I mean, maybe it was just huge over there, so big that it got, I got, I got known. I don't, I don't think maybe. I've ever been to a Tower, but I've definitely heard of Tower Records. Yeah, it's um, international. Oh, it it was just uh, the base is Sacramento, though. Oh shit! Really? Yeah. yeah so right Tower Records is an international retail franchise, online music store that was formerly based in Sacramento, California. Well, good goddamn. All yeah, right. down here on Broadway. Okay, okay. I dig that shit. Do you have any other like facts? I'm trying to lose here. Oh, um, the the music video for Triumph, which was the lead. But I think was it the only main single off of this album? I think so. Um, I think it was. Yeah, I think it the was only, the only one. Yeah. But the uh, studio heads, people were pushing RZA to not have this as a single, but he pretty much told everybody that this is oh, the God. single. Take yeah. it or leave it. This is what it's going to be. It's going to be this like seven minute track with no chorus and just ten All MCs the members. spitting. Okay, yeah. so. Uh, give us a million dollars, we'll do a video, and that's what it is. Um, they said, no, we'll give you $960,000 to do it. And he said, all right. And then that was the single. And that led the album. And um, I did. I, I should have rewatched the video. I'm such an idiot. That was on my list here to rewatch the video. I did you rewatch it, it? Okay, all right, all right. Dude, it is so funny to look, watching it now. <laughs> is it corny as I kind of remember shit. it in my mind? They're climbing up a mountain, and it's fire. It kind of feels like a old RPG game or something. New York. 
Oh, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> the like giant the beast form. story. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> dude, they're like riding motorcycles and they got like pyrotechnic CGI going off behind him. Dude, it's so good. Oh, I gotta rewatch this. Okay. <laughs> just, I was I was giggling today, dude. <laughs> oh my god. All right, that's fucking wild. Um, but yeah, so it was at the time one of the hot, most expensive, I think, music videos that they were that that was made. I'm sure it wasn't the most, but nine, yeah, almost a million dollars they were given to make this music video, and it fucking worked as well. Everyone was hyped for Woo. Seeing everybody together, I think, was again another brilliant strategy there by RZA. Um, you're like, all right, this is it. They're back together. Everyone's doing their thing. This is hype. Let's hear the cohesion. And uh, Triumph was born. Not a bad song at all, I will say. But we'll get into that again. Um. This was a, a dope single because uh, the industry was very, um, I guess there was, it was almost like there was like a structure to singles at the time. And this one broke all that structure, you know, it oh, broke yeah. the mold because there was no, uh, you know, chorus like you were saying. And it yeah, was just MCs around. just spitting and like nobody had the balls to release uh, singles like this. No, no one was doing this fucking type of shit. No. Um, it's yeah, seriously, just this, this long ass, just, uh, it's still today, not too many, uh, main singles have this same structure. So the fact that they were able to get away with it and, uh, and it was as huge as it was, is a testament to the woo. They definitely were owning, uh, everything at that time. Yeah. Those five years, man, they were, they were dominating. They were taking over. They took over. Uh, got a little quiet afterwards, and you know they kind of hung out there. But this was this was probably yeah the the culmination, the peak, and um, I, I definitely showed in in triumph. Uh, I just want to see if I had any. Might as well talk about triumph while we're talking about it. Yeah, I, w- I would uh, also consider triumph like the the springboard that launched Inspector Deck into another like another level, in my opinion. I think Inspector was the best on this, and he is like still the like almost like the lone continuing member. He has some well, yeah. At this point, it's really at doing this the point, thing. yeah. Um, I, I I don't know. I really liked Inspector on on Enter the Woo. Okay. Um, I had I was waiting for an Inspector album before that. Yeah, um, unfortunately, nothing after came this. until after this album. Um, all his features were always fire. In my mind, lyrically, I I put genius, I put Jizza above Inspector personally, for sure. But Inspector's next on that list. There's no question about it as far as lyrics. Those two could just just kill it. And I'll still and I talk about it all the time. But that fucking Gangstar above the clouds, Inspector John, is just so dope. I fucking love that. And um, yeah. I put I, I tried to highlight all my quotable. Um, lyrics from this album, and yeah, I think Inspector takes a lot of them. And I, I don't think he's on this album enough, though. Him and Jizza, I think it kind of the short end of the stick. But Inspector does get something special on this album that hasn't happened before on a Rizzer produced album. But he, he got, got the, the production song. credits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, uh,. He gave what it was three tracks that RZA allowed his other disciples to do 
fifth disciple, Inspector, and True Master did some production work on this album. Hmm? And uh, I think they did a pretty good job, to be honest. Yeah. They might have been had a more Wu Tang sound than RZA had. Well, a better tomorrow. I think that was a dope. Uh, I think that's one of the non RZA tracks. Yeah, better Jamie, tomorrow. check that out. Hold on, I'm going through my notes. Where's a better tomorrow? I have everything written down. I went, I went crazy on the notes, bro. Better tomorrow, produced by Fourth Discipline. Yeah, it Disciple. has like the Why piano. Ooh, I think that's one of the hardest beats on the fucking album, dude. Better tomorrow. It, it, the beat is amazing. Yes, that's that's definitely absolutely one of the top tier beats on this album. The track in general is great. Speaking of Deck, his verse on this is amazing. Um, oh man, I, I'll I'll save a little bit of that, but uh, yeah, that it, it was it was freaking phenomenal. So I'm gonna try to go at least briefly track by track here and and say some of the stuff that worked, some of the stuff that didn't work, and. Uh, and we'll go from there. But all right. Uh, oh, I got a new segment. I got a new segment. I, I don't have any more facts. You got any more facts? Um, any more like I had definite else. stuff about the album? Anything you uncovered? Um, no, I think that was pretty much yeah. Because I had written down the five year plan. Um, five year plan. The single for Jeez. Triumph being a different Triumph. formula. Change yeah, the game? and then. Uh, the only other thing I had put down was uh, Jizza's lines, first lines on as high as Wu Tang get. Oh, was, okay. Hold which on, I think bro. is like kind of ironic or, or whatever. <laughs> yeah, oh, so. Okay. Okay. You, yeah, okay, we'll get into that. We'll get into that. Down to, yeah. Okay. Oh, fuck you, you, Jizza's my favorite that, dude. Okay. Yeah, it's, it <laughs> could right. be less ironic or more <laughs> okay. ironic. Or you know what I'm saying. All right. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, first, I got a new segment that I want to introduce. What I did was ask Chat GPT what questions I should ask on an album. Uh, generic questions I should ask for album review podcast. So I'm going to ask these questions. See what you think. First, what were your initial impressions, if you can think back, when you heard this album? Initial impressions. Yeah, um, it's hard to think back. I mean, for me, it would. I always love to hear what type of like uh, kung fu film quotes they used. So yes. that okay. was like always my. Um, you know, I was always listening for those little snippets in this, and you know, he didn't dis. They didn't disappoint in this album whatsoever on that. Ooh, on that okay. Front. Well, I got okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Got some white lotus quotes in there, you know, like Pai Mei, which is in, you know, what Kill well, Bill took saying, inspiration from. I don't think there's near enough, to be honest. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's you only, what, like four or five? Yeah, there's a few of them. Yeah, yeah. They're Kung good Fu movies, clips though. in this. I, I, I would agree. The clips are perfect. I, I think that they're not used in, well, I think an edited version of this, and everyone, of course, uh, I'm sure has over time worked out probably an edited version of this album, which is maybe one CD instead of a double LP. And, um, yeah, I would just stick to that and I would cut out a lot of the other filler stuff that's, uh, thrown in there. We'll get into that a little bit, but, uh, but you were happy with, uh, the, the chosen quotes. Yeah. You had some like dual, dual to the death quotes. I like that um, chop off your arm. Yeah, oh, my favorite. <laughs> what was uh, that fist, from? 
quotes from Fist of the White Lotus. Yeah, they do we some do dope some, shit. We gotta do some watch parties and check some of this stuff out. Some of the old uh, kung fu films that they sampled? Yeah, bro. That'd be fucking lit. All right, next question. What would you describe as the overall mood, atmosphere of this album? Overall mood and atmosphere? Yeah. You think they achieved as far as the mood? Um, you're under oath, sir. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> Damn, dude. Okay, <laughs> shit. Hold on, hold on. Let me wipe the sweat off my forehead. Uh, <laughs> Turn the light um, a little. I, I mean, I thought it was a, a, a realistic picture and not uh, portraying like drug dealing and gangster life as like the the most important part of life. You know what I'm talking about? Not putting about on the a negative... pedestal all the time. They, yeah, yeah, exactly. They talked about the negative aspects of that. More that real aspects. That's a good, that's, that's like, a good answer. Like impossible is a track that I will ah, forever yeah. remember, dude. Yeah. Like a story. Yeah. That's, that's not a bad one. Cause everything was glorified before this in terms of like gangster life and in hip hop. And then you start seeing the, the harsh realities of what's actually happening with uh, yep. some of these bars. There's no doubt about it. Produced by uh, Fourth Disciple, by the way. Impossible? Yeah. Damn, dude. I'm I like both tracks. of his. Is, is that his two beats or what? Did he get I think, more than Yeah, that? I don't think he. No, nah, I think he just did those two. Okay. So Again, I would say I would Impossible have to... and A Better Tomorrow are some of my favorite. Dang. But... Now we got to start digging to see what else Fourth uh, Disciple produced out there in uh, Woo or otherwise, right. maybe. Got to check out some of his tracks. He's got to be doing some other stuff. I, I didn't, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. That was a great answer, though. Um, now, did this album meet your expectations? Because there was a lot of hype. Like you said, it you were did. a big fan of the Woo. You listened to some of those solo albums. You were there when it came out at Tower Records. Yeah, I uh, I thought it met my expectations because I really? I like that Wu okay. Wu Tang was always about the you know it was a group, but it was also about the individual members. And I always felt like Wu Tang just sh- was so good at showcasing their members. You know yeah. what I mean? All right, uh, non chat GPT question. Yeah. Who do you think was better at showcasing their individual members? Wu or the hieroglyphics, which we've talked about. You've mentioned that when we were talking about the hieroglyphics, that they did a good job of that, too. So, yeah, they did. Um, mm. I think Wu. Boo. Yeah. Woo, I think. I, I mean, Woo. Tang. And Wu was also. I felt like they were an underground hip hop group, but they just blew up because they were so good. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, so I think they kind of started in the same light as hieroglyphics, like underground. They loved the music. They loved uh, the culture yep. and they just like catapulted themselves off of just like sheer like talent. And the fact that people were like, who is this? You know, they were different. They, they walked to their own. If, like, yep. Yeah. Ah, oh, man. I love your answers. All right. All right. All right. Um, Back to ChatGPT. How do you <laughs> feel this compares to their other material? Um, I don't think it's as, um, like, I guess pure. 
in a way. Mm-hmm. I think there is there's a little bit of a uh, there's some diluted tracks on this album, I believe. Damn, bro. I thought we were going to argue more on this episode, but so far it sounds like we might be right. <laughs> we're on the same page. Yeah, it sounds like we might be more right in the yeah. same page uh, than I was thinking. Um, these other questions are stupid. Because there were no uh, any notable collaborations or guests. I mean, the only guests... Capadonna. Honestly, well, Capadonna was kind of the guest on there. And then if you're looking at the first track, Papa Wu and Uncle Pete are guests. But I'll talk about that in a minute when we go to the tracks. Uh, uh, and not the highest. Woo. The highest light. All right. Um, yeah. Oh, would you recommend this album to others? That's the last question on there. For sure. I don't know, bro. Yeah. You know who? You don't know. Okay. Yeah, no, I might. I probably <laughs> I was would. like, damn, dude. Would you, would you recommend this or enter the woo to somebody oh, who's never heard of either? How about that? I'm changing it up. Uh, Chat yeah, GPT, you're good, but you can, you, I, you led, led me to water, but I'm a horse. I'm going to drink it myself. Or whatever. I, I, I would definitely recommend enter. All right. Enter the woo or uh, uncontrolled substance. Hmm. Oh, that's tough because that's a solo album. I don't care. Somebody else got to <laughs> okay. be on there, right? Enter the woo. There's got to be. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I love, I love uncontrolled stuff. I know. I know. Yeah. Yo, we might have to make that an episode I, too. I mean, nine's better than because... one. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I got you. Of course. Well, then, nah, there was, was there no other woo member on Uncontrolled Substance? No, there is for sure. Okay. Yeah, I was going to say, there got to be. There got to be. There got to be. All right. Um, thank you, Chat GPT, for uh, helping us out with these questions tonight. And uh, what I want to do is we could do as brief as we as, as we want here. But I, I was I was listening through this album. I, I honestly okay because we are here in a new year. Um, got a little delayed, personal things in the way, and holidays and stuff. So can't record every week man with so much going on all right we try we but, try um, yeah for probably two or three weeks straight this was all i was listening to i had this on in the car non-stop just going through not all every track all the time but uh, when i was taking my notes i definitely was taking notes on all the tracks but yeah i was pumping the hell out of this album uh, same recent couple months here last month fucking wild bro and i was i was appreciating some aspects that i didn't really look at before and then a lot of a lot of things though i have the same kind of impressions that i had when i first listened to it because i'll go back to the chat gpt question as far as did this album meet expectations and for me it did not Okay. I will say I was so in tune to that Wu Tang and to the Wu style and how all the solo albums were being played out. Sound wise, this was such a departure because off the bat, one of my criticisms, unfortunately, is RZA on this album. Production wise or lyrically? Both in some aspects. Both. OK, I've, I've <sighs> never been a huge fan of RZA lyrically. I've, 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 I could take them in, you know, some, some lyrics and some, um, songs definitely are better than others. Sometimes he gets a little too sporadic and I don't know what the fuck he's talking about anyway, or his style changes up too wildly. Um, but up until this point, I was a huge fan of, of a majority of his production. 
you know, on all the solo albums, on the first album, on the Grave Diggers album, like production wise, I would have no complaints whatsoever. Um, so this album, when it came out, the beats were so experimental, it seemed that it, it didn't grasp me right away. And even what was it? 97. How many years ago is this now? Like 60 years ago. Um, even 60 years of listening to this album, some of that I've learned to appreciate, but still it doesn't resonate just the same for some reason. Like I felt that he was being too experimental for no reason. Like he knew what the formula was that was working for those five years up until this album. And then he just made this crazy U-turn all of a sudden. It was just like, Whoa, what the heck? What's going on here, man? That's why it didn't be my expectations. And another guy I hate to put on there because his solo album is one of my favorite Wu albums of all time. Old Dirty Bastard. I think he brings this project down. Unfortunately, I'll get into that with some of the tracks when we go down through them. But, um, uh, and it was unfortunate because he, he didn't, you know, uh, obviously last too much longer than this between being in jail and ultimately passing away. But, um, I don't think he added much to the album. I was just going to ask you if you thought maybe like the substance, this was like the, you know, uh, the start of the substance being the problem or oh, like his yeah. drug use. Because he did so- seem like disjointed a little bit. Yeah, one of the, um, yeah, there was no doubt about it. I mean, you could tell even on the first album that there was something going on there, but he was he was more coherent and he yeah. was funny and he could keep a flow going and, and, and the style was wild as fuck, but it was still a style there. This yeah. seemed so off the wall. You could definitely tell there was other things going on. And from other uh, members of the, the album, like, and one of the reasons why people were saying he's not on this album as much is because... Um, what they what the Wu did for this album was they did half of it in like New York or the uh, the start of the album they were getting the concepts and everything, but then RZA took everybody, flew them into this hotel that they took over in uh, in uh, L.A. So they were in California to finish this album. So the last like uh, like four to six months or something of of finishing this album up were done in L.A. and everyone was there. But everyone was saying that, yeah, as soon as they hit California, Old Dirty Bastard was nowhere to be found. So I guess he was just out wiling out. He's out partying West Side. Partying every fucking day. He was never at any of the fucking rehearsals or doing any of the things. So they just cut him down. And you could see that. I mean, he's only there for a little bit on the track. Even Triumph. I mean, he just does a little intro and a little couple words here or there. Yeah, no, no lyric, no verse at all. So... So old DB, I think, unfortunately brought this down. And um to a lesser extent, and I never liked you God, but I think he brings the album down. So never I, been I, a you God fan, huh? I'm sorry for the you God stands out there. But you God, I just it just is hard for me to listen to that. I'm sorry. You know what I'll say? I'll I love his voice, but I just don't think he's good. I agree. No, he's got a voice, but that's it in my mind yeah, too. I would, yeah, I would agree same. with that. I don't like his cadence, and I don't like his lyrics, and 
I don't know. There's just something about you, God, that I just, I, I don't know. His lyrics are just so, like, simple or all over there. Or is he trying to be, like, a ghost face if he's trying to do, like, abstract um, verses, but they don't work at all. There's no depth there whatsoever, and it's, eh. And then we'll get into fucking black shampoo. And it's like, come on, what the hell? Um, <laughs> and unfortunately, if I'm going listing members here, my next two worst members uh, for this album would have to be Master Killer and then Capadonna, who is not even really a Woo member. But he does, he, he's on this album a lot, man. He's on this yeah. album almost more than Jizz is. Well, uh, Capadonna ended up replacing um, Old Dirty Old Bastard D? officially. Yeah. yeah. Um, but his, and again, I liked his first album and everything too. There were some bangers on there. And um, he's not horrible. Like I said, he's my my most liked, most hated Woo member, you know? And then, you know, next would be like Master Killer. And Master Killer's not horrible either, but he's a poet. He, I don't think he belongs rhyming there's a couple rhymes like his verse on triumph is actually really good i yeah. dig his verse on triumph but most of the time whenever master kill is stepping up to the mic it's like you're gonna get a poetry there's depth there if you really break things down of what he's saying so i will give him that but like he doesn't have the rhyme i don't think he really has like the cadence or the flow or the hype behind him so there's something about master killer is just a little off i don't know but I think that's... I don't think everyone agrees with that opinion. I think, well, you, you're you a big uh, Master Killer fan, would you, you say? Know, uh, Master Killer, I always thought was interesting. I wasn't, like, a crazy fan of his, of his but, like, um, his story is really cool. I, I feel like I may have said this on the hip-hop show before, but um, Master Killer, he started hip-hop with Wu-Tang. So he, he wasn't... This right, wasn't he a passion of his. Way. He learned the whole way. So yeah. they, they, it wasn't uh, even in jail was during a the prodigy, first essentially. album or something. What's that? First, wasn't he in jail during the first album or something? And that's why he only had like the verse or so on Enter the Woo. Oh, possibly. Oh, for the very first Wu Tang. Very first. Album? Yeah, okay. for Enter the Woo. I believe. Something along those lines. That might have been you, God, to be honest. One of, one of them dudes is in jail, I think. And that's why they didn't get enough uh, time to shine on the first album. Yeah, but they both got plenty of time to shine on this album, uh, for better or for worse. But real quick, then, unless you had anything else, I want to try to get into some of these tracks. Okay, and talk about the good, the bad, the ugly. Um, Western, um, Woo Revolution <laughs> kicks this album off. Papa Woo and Uncle Pete. Two guys who I'd never heard about before I popped in this CD for the first time on June 3rd, 1997. And kind of wish I didn't know them. What do you think of this intro uh, preachy sermon of sorts of a Wu-Tang intro? Uh, I mean, I skipped this when I fired up the album, if that answers your question. Right, but we shouldn't yeah. have to. <laughs> no, we shouldn't have to. Why? <laughs> this is like a now this is like almost seven or eight minutes long. And yeah, it's, it's super long. It, yeah, it's seven or six forty-five. Is it six forty-five? That's way yeah. too that's that's six forty too long. It should have been yeah, a five a second, second intro. intro. Yeah. yeah, okay. I mean you got Enter the Woo and most of the other albums that have 
like sort of a cinematic. They use the the White Lotus clips or whatever else they're using. They kind of intro it with this mystery, this mystique, and then they they kind of get into the music, you know, hype you up. The beat on this, maybe I could take it. That little thing. It's the only thing I like about it. Yeah, I could take that. These guys are going on. They're talking about a lot of like 5% nation stuff, yeah, which is real pro-pro-black type stuff. And, and it's ironic. I was reading an article um, where, um, yeah, it's funny how they're talking about how um, how smoking and drinking are ruining ruining uh, the black culture and this and that. And then like you get like the next song or whatever, maybe a couple songs in with RZA just talking about down in kegs and everything like this. It's very funny. But yeah. I don't know what message they're going for, What who this is supposed to be for. Like, I, yeah, I, this is an absolute skip. This is an X on my list. This would not make it to my final draft of this album. I just don't get it, man. I just really don't get it. Like, why would that start the Woo album, the most anticipated album? I guess they're just trying to get the message out there. They know they have the audience. So I think that was part of why they're try to throw some of this stuff in this little preachy stuff Use, using a little soapbox here right i guess my my thought my weird assumption i don't know rizza call into the show next week and you can clarify all these facts but uh i just uh yeah, i don't know that was it was a bad track i'm glad we're on agreement with that because yeah it didn't work yeah so i guess this guy papa Wu was uh considered the spiritual mentor to the wu-tang clan okay that's and fine but no one knows that freedom Allah. <laughs> but yeah definitely five percent nation um yep oh yeah oh yeah yeah because yeah, it's Offshoot it just of comes the off nation of islam sermon it's like they're just preaching all this shit like i sat through and listened to this a lot these past couple weeks too just as because i'm doing the album and every time i'm like oh. and even if you do want to have something like this make it like a paragraph dude just say something brief and they go on and on unfortunately i hate to say it, but this album does this a couple times where it's just an unnecessary kind of rant to the audience and again i'm kind of looking at it like they have their soapbox so they just want to say something but then when i'm breaking down exactly what they're saying they're not really saying nothing you know it's unfortunate. <laughs> it's very unfortunate. Now, um, right after this, though, there is a little sample there, and that's exactly where they should have started it. It's um, I don't know if you know what movie that was from. Uh, uh, let's see. I've given it much thought, it seems. Disaster must come. At best, only postponed. Shaolin Kung Fu. To survive must now be... I don't know. It's a, it's a, it's a movie. It might be White Lotus. Might no, you talking about uh, reunited? Right, be- yeah, right before reunited. Oh, there okay, it's some... at the end of the. It's at the end. See, you probably Ooh, never Revolution. even heard it. You probably never nah, even nah, knew nah. that was on there. But that's I where so many See? times. I... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's something I discovered the last couple of weeks. That's <laughs> so funny. Because yeah, I, I like listened one of the first times this last couple of weeks. I listened and I was just like, From "Oh Shaolin shit, Temple. they got a Wu Tang. They got a sample in there. Okay." And then I said immediately. Why did they not start the fucking album right there? That's all it should have been. That right in the Reunited would have been beautiful. Because we do have (laughs) Reunited. Which, I like the song. I I like the song. I think this is up there with Triumph as far as kind of a posse cut. Doesn't have everybody in it. 
No, but it gives you that vibe. This is this is a perfect, I think, first song for the album. This was actually originally planned to be a song with only Jizza and RZA, and Method Man had heard it in the studio and then was just messing around and, and threw down a verse on the beat. Uh-huh. And, okay. and so they worked him in because they were like, "Yo, you're in this now." I so he was like, "All right, cool." Like, I'm so glad you have that because I did, I did, I do, I did read that, but I totally forgot about it. But and Meth's verse is fucking great. He has my most quotable uh, line of the song. Which is uh, worldwide total con is the sickest flow that be codenamed Agent Orange, killing you slow. And the fucking meth just delivery, it's on point as it always was. It just fits mm-hmm. in there. He just sounds beautiful. Beautiful, beautiful human being. All around, gotta say. Um, I will say, I do not like the chorus, it is catchy. Yes, I would give it that. But uh, Miss Roxy, I believe, is her name, who does It's Woo Motherfuckers, Woo Tang Motherfuckers. Okay, catchy as fuck. I sing that all the time, and especially recently. It just pops into my head. But I don't think this chick is that great of a singer. I think they could have definitely got someone in there that sounded a little bit better. There's just something that's off about it. Is there any agreeance with this? Or are you 100% down for that chorus? I'm an idiot. I mean, yeah, the chorus isn't like my my favorite thing. I mean, I probably yell it out in the car when it's on. You know, right. it's okay. woo, motherfucker. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know it's it's saying, funny. Like, it's it's good. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. And I got yeah. Eh, I just didn't dig. It. I, but there's not I don't much know. to it. She just repeats that over and over. Yeah. You know, I do like the violin in this song. Oh, they go off on the violin. So, yeah, I got to give big up to the violin chick whose name I didn't write down. So I'm sorry about that, Miss Violin Chick. But uh, she went on to do like uh, college dropout and shit she worked with. And oh, shit. She does a lot of like violin shit with some chick. And uh, it was an interesting take. Although I will say, I think it could have did without the violin. Because this is kind of where it started. Like, oh, you the didn't song- like the violin, huh? Not that I didn't like it, but for this album, as I went into saying that, you know, what I was expecting was a Woo album, and this was just an experimental. That was kind of my first taste that, hey, this is an experimental album right here. You're going to get, you know, 45 seconds at the end of this track of just the violin playing, bro. All right? And I'm like, wait, what? I thought this is a Woo album. What's going on here? What are you doing? Is this, I had to check the CD, make sure it was the right thing. The amount of but, times I've whistled yeah. that violin tune in my head, or like, you know, out loud. Yeah, for sure. Oh, all the time. Yeah, the whole thing. It's Again, this is a brilliant fucking piece of, of art right here, because this, the chorus is stuck in my head, and I hate it. The violin is always in my mind as well. I'm always humming, like you said, even uh, years before, you know, the years in between, that song just pops in your head. It's, it's, a, it's, it's a great piece of art, but... Um, it wasn't woo to me when I first heard it, although this is still one of my favorite tracks on the album, or at least it's up there. Um, this is, I think, Old Dirty Bastard's best verse on this song, and I still didn't really like it, as I talked about ODB earlier. And what does come like a thousand doves mean to you? Come like a thousand doves. Come like a thousand doves. Come like a thousand doves. I don't know what that's referenced to. I'm not sure if I'd want to know. 
Bitch, you quiet at the bus making no fuss? I got self-love. I don't know. A lot of his is just like, again, I mean, it's like this disjointed flow and lyrics, which the only Wu member in my mind that can pull that off to perfection is fucking Ghostface. Old Dirty Bastard tries it. Capadonna tries it. Master Killer even a little bit sometimes. Old DB was trying it on this album and it just didn't work. Too disjointed. Too abstract. Too abstract for Q-Tip, man. Too abstract, I'm telling you. <laughs> um, yeah, what I write down here. It, it doesn't feel exactly like a woo beat. Very orchestral. Um, I feel that RZA just wanted to show off his new styles. And for me, it just wasn't wanted at the time. Wow, that's, that's right. Um, he was forcing a new style. I think he was trying to be too different. But credit for experimenting, just not my favorite track. Meth saves it is what I wrote down there. Who came Meth in at the last who second? Who came in and I just Meth was having fun? <laughs> yup, he's like, oh, yeah, let me just throw yeah, some let me try shit on this track. Let me try some shit. Mm. All right. Um, next up, we got for heaven's sakes. Hmm, creeping in the shadows. Oh baby, for heaven's sakes! I do like that yep. little sample. That's one thing That's that cool I will say. I like, woo, um, tang, oh. woo, tang. Yeah, this is a good track. Wait, you know what? I don't know if this is a good track. Do I have this X? I mean, Inspector. Not my favorite beat. Inspector too holds. clean. All right. Uh, overall, here's what I wrote: Not my favorite beat. Too clean. Artificially dirty. Like they're trying to make it grimy. But I did write down great deck verse. Top notch, no criticism. Deck fucking kills it. He has my quote of the verse or quote of the song with <laughs> the crowd seducer, black your third eye before I lose your verbal high, leave styes in the eyes of Medusa. Come Damn. on, bro. Damn. <laughs> fucking deck, bro. Yeah. I love it. I, I, I fucking love deck too, man. No, there's no doubt about it. He kills that for sure. Um, but what brings this one down, I think, is why I did put an X in that I would be happy if this was not on the album. He got the was, two trainees. Uh, Master Killer and Capadonna were the other two MCs on this track. Um, and yeah, I made note here. Master Killer, he just does poetry. He doesn't rhyme, has no flow cadence. I'm just saying the same thing I already wrote down. This is funny. Um... And I'm not just a huge Capadonna fan. The verse is okay, but easily forgettable. I put this song could be cut. My favorite part is just the deck verse and the sample. Ooh, baby, for heaven's sakes. Although that's overused, too. Okay, maybe they yeah, use that a lot. She says too. it quite a bit. Yeah. I'll, yeah. It's yeah, lived think, in there a few times. Like, I think, yeah, length, I think, is a lot of this. And as we will say with... Um, Inspector's uh, one line there, which is again one of my favorite lines. We'll get to it, but yeah, there's just it just seems like there's too much. They probably could have cut this whole thing, including a lot of these songs, yes. in half by either chopping down some of the choruses or cutting out some of the verses. It's like almost eighty percent of these songs are over four minutes, which is a pretty long song. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, no, that's crazy. That's crazy. Dude, I know they want everyone to like shine. Some MF Doom songs that are like a minute thirty that I love. That's you what, know I'm what I'm saying, saying, bro. That's been my thing for a while. Is just little short jabs. You know, you just get it out there and cut it off, and you know, that makes people want more. But yeah, I and mean, even showcasing three MCs on this track. I think if that chorus was cut down, or if they take out even one of those choruses, kind of just let the verses flow into another, he might have had something something there. I think the uh, beat itself kind of looped a little bit more than it should have. I don't fucking know. But uh, I am putting For Heaven's Sakes in a cuttable category. I can X. do without it. Got All the right. X, dude. X. Getting the X. Any last words on For Heaven's Sakes? I don't know. No, not really. I had the same opinion as you. Fucking inspected, dude. Carried. Carried it, no doubt about it. He was the highlight. That's all that song needed. Just his verse and then go on to the next song. And honestly, that would have been fine. Um, all right. <clears throat> next track, Cash Still Rules, Gary Hours, Still Don't Nothing Move But The Money. Oh, you know what? Produced by Fourth Disciple, he had three on this no album. Shit. I, I okay. didn't even—I didn't even remember that was his. So he was doing his a damn nice thing. beat too, dude. It is a good beat. It is a really good beat. Fourth Disciple. Um, I'm gonna look at way more of his shit after this. <laughs> I, I, we gotta look it up. Yeah, we gotta dig deep and see what else he's up to. Um. All right, jump in wherever you need be. But my main notes on this was that the song is decent, but there is no need. For a cash rule sequel, especially because this isn't catchy like Cream was, you know. No, no, no. So they should have just called it Gary Hours. Is kind of what my thought was, and I, that didn't even make sense. But at least it kind of still takes part of what they did in there. Because yeah, I don't think they needed to do it like Cash still rules and make it like a sequel track. Because to be honest, it doesn't really relate too much to to Cream anyway. In my mind. I don't know. I'm missing something, but. Uh, I don't know. Um, I think one of my favorite things about. Uh, what is it? Is it. This, this had, I think they, um, ended, they ended it with Raekwon just continuing to flow. Oh, Ghostface. That's, that is. Or is it Ghostface? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ghostface. Because that's As been a long thing. Rap that... forever and ever. <laughs> yeah, right? that's, a, that's always been a thing that Ghostface just goes on and on and on and on. And yes. then they actually did that in his first. That was fucking hilarious. Yeah, it's kind of a dope part of the song. Um, Raekwon does kick this one off. I'll, I'll, I'll start saying that too, who's on the track. But yeah, Raekwon kicks this one off. And then we had Meth and then uh, Ghostface capping it off. And uh, the winner of my quote of the song is Method Man again. With um, uh, you came with flaws and now you snitch on the squad. And that's something niggas can't pardon. City overrun by bad gun with, uh, by by young gun with bad intention and woo wear garment. I don't know why because I think I still had um, the shameless woo wear plug. My dude. woo, I, I was rocking my <laughs> woo wear back then too. They were building the empire, bro. They were, dude. They the fucking woo. were. Plus, there wasn't that stuff on here because Raekwon I don't know what he's talking about half the time although it sounds great and his voice is, is so on point um and same thing with Ghostface I mean he goes off but Ghostface can flip it like he can he can go off on these crazy abstract tangents and then he can fucking just home in and 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 spell a fucking verse out and he's very versatile Ghostface is he absolutely is. a top tier um what I write great ghost verse um 
and great whoop meth verse holds the track down uh raekwon oh i said decent not my favorite raekwon verse but good he's so metaphorical i don't know what the fuck he's talking about okay <laughs> <laughs> these are funny i'll just read my notes so i pretty much wrote what i'm thinking anyway um well obviously i guess um i said it's this is an okay song it can stay but it's kind of borderline Ooh, okay 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 so uh, i guess i could have did without cash rules no i still kept it on no, i still kept it on all right um next we got the inspected deck produced track visions with ghostface uh deck master killer meth and raekwon dude and i love you life I was I just going to say what I've realized about this album is that my favorite beats are non-Rizzo beats on this album. I'm telling you, dude. <laughs> and especially, and I didn't realize there were so many punched right next to each other because, uh, yeah, the first CD on this is the majority of this, this uh, album right here, if you ask me. But, yeah, Vision's beat is fucking cold. I said I love this beat. It's eerie. It has that grimy feel. Um, reminiscent of earlier Woo. And they're playing like a sample backwards, right? That's what that is. It sounds like it, it's it in reverse. It definitely sounds like it, unless they did some weird, tricky shit. But yeah, I'm, I'm imagining that's a sample. For sure. Played backwards. Um, meth open on this? Meth is, kicks it up. Nice. Apocalypse now. Mind over matter next battle beat the cow. With that fucking voice, I said, woo, way to kick things off. 2001, bring the rap home again, Ian. let it be known. References Candyman, Farewell to the Flesh. I think that just came out that year. That, that's crazy. All right. Um, then we go into Raekwon. I said, this is good, but again, what the fuck is he talking about? LOL. Um, Master Killer, I said, should have cut this, but at least he's different. So he brings kind of a different vibe, I guess. But I still don't like him. So that's personal preference to cut Master Killer's voice. As my brothers in I ring, rebellious, changing the course of time. Devils no longer exist as God cipher divine. All minds want the question now check. Yeah, it's sort of rhymed in there a little bit. I give him some credit. Yeah, and he has like a sl- much slower voice too. He has like the slow delivery. <laughs> I'm telling you, without Master You God, this album I think would have been. I would have gave this another like point and a half in my, yeah. my spectrum okay. if those two were off of it. Jeez. Um, Inspector the Man comes in next though, and uh, he has. Yeah, I see the green highlighter on my notes here. So somebody got the quote of the song. <laughs> so it's surprise, surprise. It's Inspector again. <laughs> Bomb strike you like the mighty Thor, blast the door. Recite a page like a tidal wave, crash the shore. Yo, I love this guy. I think I think he does the other John with the statues and the trees, but I'll get to that then. He's fucking, he's the lyrics, man. I love the fucking lyrics. And yeah, you're right. Yeah. He's, he's fucking doing this shit now. Listen to fucking Czar uh, Face because he is still fucking ripping it. Same style. Talking comic book shit, talking every shit, bro. This, this guy's a beast, man. Beast and a half. And he did the beat on this Visions? Fuck, dude. He this did is... the beat. Yep. This album is not getting cut. No fucking way. Uh... <laughs> oh, and Ghost caps this one off. Um, He actually has a, a, a um, uh, bonus uh, quote of the song with uh, the grandma 
Grandma Lovey famous murder weapon was a trophy, which I just thought was funny. I could see someone murdering some of the trophy. He paints these fucking pictures. I love it. Ghostface is funny. Um, but yeah, that was a great song. And then they got the yeah. gunshot transition at the at the end of this song, which goes right into as high as Wu Tang gets, which is one of my top three songs on this album. And this is kind of a shocker because it has uh, Old Dirty Bastard in it. But I love this beat. So I got to give Riz a little credit for this one. Because this beat feels to me like shame on a nigga. Like it has more of like a fun hip hop kind of vibe. Yeah, like, I, I don't know how to explain it. Exactly. Upbeat, a little bouncy, you know what I mean? Like just fun, but still kind of rugged and underground. Like I think he really did good with this beat as far as capturing some of that woo style. So back when I first heard it, up until now, this is still one of my uh, favorite verses here. And um, one of my favorite MCs. And he actually gets three... <laughs> quotes of the song that I gotta give to uh, the Jizzy here. Um, oh, what was that other note here? Oh, I, I, I said A plus plus verse, one of my faves. But oh, and I want to ask you something about what you think maybe uh, G- Genius is talking about here. Jizz, you want to call him Jizz or Genius? Either Jizz or. Jizz sounds sexual. I don't know. I call him God Zigzag Zigala. Ooh, all right. I'm That's not what Jesus that. stands for. <laughs> That's too much, bro. Too much. You're getting too deep on this. What is this? A Wu Tang thing? All right. Um, right off the bat, yo. Too many songs. Weak rhymes is mad long. Make it brief, son. Half short and twice strong. Which, as we hinted at earlier, is quite an ironic message figuring this double LP and it's content yes. <laughs> it's almost uh, as like this they didn't recognize that this was the exact problem of this album or, not necessarily a problem but I guess what made it um, diluted like I was saying earlier yes no you're you're thousand percent right do you think and there's a couple others on here but do you think this could have been a subliminal to the woo because at this time as well, within the Wu inner circle, there was some... It wasn't turmoil as far as anyone was beefing or fighting. Yeah, but like creative difference type shit. It was starting for sure, for sure. One of the one of my quotes that I wrote down, because there was a lot of people that said it was when Wu-Tang Forever that the Wu-Tang started the downfall, which really didn't downfall. They're still coming out with albums, to be honest. Mm-hmm. But listen to this quote. I think it was absolutely perfect. Uh, Wu-Tang Forever was the moment that the Wu-Tang Clan stopped being a group and became a shared vehicle for 10 MCs. Yeah. And that kind of goes along with the bus quote, too. RZA drove them there. They were a group then, but they all blew up. So now they're getting back on the Wu-Tang bus so that they can continue kind of their own thing. But yeah, I think it kind of was this moment, and I think that's very fitting. But I think... Jizza is throwing in some subs on this fucking verse here. You think uh, this because, is a message to or to Rizza or whatever? I think that first two lines might have been to Rizza because Rizza's whole plan was the two, two LP thing. He wanted to do all this, blah blah blah. You notice that Jizza's not on this album much. In fact, 
and this was shocking to me. I didn't realize it, but I was reading in an article just today that the Jizza is not even on the last 45 minutes of this album whatsoever. He only has like one verse on CD2, I think, on the second disc. And the last part of this album is by far well, the weakest. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. Thank God he's not on there. <laughs> he probably yes. would elevated it, to be honest. But um, so th- th- there was no uh, indication if that was on on that was his decision, if it was the creative RZA decision or what. But Jizza has limited appearances on this album. Yeah. So uh, I don't know. There, it's. I think it is worth mentioning too. At this time in '97, uh, the dual disc album was very popular within hip hop. Oh yeah. So yeah, uh, Tupac, right? Yeah, Tupac. Um, I uh, think Biggie. what Notorious B.I.G. Yep. Nope. Uh, so, Bone came out with that. Was Bone Thugs. Yep. Uh, too short. So, so it was definitely like a one? popular thing. Um, I don't think. I don't think he did. No. Nah. Ask you that again. It's been a while since I asked you if the Too Short album was good. Um. Yeah. So maybe this is just just them falling for a kind of like a shitty trend. Yeah, that's a shame though. Um, yeah. Because they're so innovative in every other aspect. Up until this point, they've been innovative as fuck, and and I think Rizza thought with the beats, he's going to be innovative. I'm going to switch things up, get experimental, and the industry yeah. is just going to change immediately, just along with us as they've always done. And parts of it did, I think. I think Wu Tang Forever is definitely uh, emulated a lot, but um, I think for the most part, I don't know if it was hitting like he was thinking it was going to hit. Um, so I don't know. Uh, my next big quote of this song from the Jizza. This is probably one of my favorite lines of all times. Um, I, I don't think this was a subliminal to anyone in particular, but you can't flow. Must be the speech impediment. You got lost off the snare, off impeached the pet president. Which, if any artist or producer out there knows, impeached the president by the Honey Drippers was one of the fucking most sampled uh, beats in hip hop history. The beat, tr- the the beat itself, you'll know instantly if you hear it. I'll play it in the background right now. But that beat right there, that is that's 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 the beat he's talking about. It's just it's just funny that he, he threw that in there. But okay, let me ask you this: the last Jizza quote of this song, who could this be a subliminal toward? Let me know what you think. Uh, Wu slay regardless to whom or what. Five mics, five night. Wait, wait, wait. I gotta get the cadence down. Hold on. Catch Wu slay regardless to whom or what. Five mics, five nights, hanging from the balcony, dropping 25 flights. A fugitive bass playing rap czar. Smoke the cigar with his prints on the strengths of his guitar. Hmm. Because one person popped in my head immediately. Should? I was like, Shug, do you think that's yeah. a su- sub at all towards Shug? I mean, five mics, five the hanging from the balcony, dropping twenty five flights. We've talked about like that. Vanilla Ice, a fugitive. Right? Yeah, and then playing smoke rap cigars, scissor. Smoke the scissor, the or cigar. Although I don't think he plays a guitar, Which, but no, he does. Yeah. That's the only thing I was thinking <laughs> that's about. The only that thing threw it off was the guitar. But, but I was listening I mean, to that a bunch lately, like. If he's talking about Suge, because this was right around the time all that shit's happening, and what ninety seven? Wait, was it Biggie died in ninety seven? Right, so you had that happen earlier in that year. 
Um, wait, was that 97 or was that 96? Hold on. Uh, no, that was 97, I think, because Life After Death came out. Life After Death took the main number one of the year away from Wu. But then you had Puff Daddy, all that bullshit coming out. Mace, all the clothes and bullshit. I don't know. I, de- I definitely think that that might have been a little uh, subage. It showed me. I could be wrong. Jiz, if you're listening, call in next week. You can clarify yeah. things as well. We'll I mean, have, his have prints, you on. We'll fit you in. His prints on the strings of his guitar. I mean, that could be yeah. like a metaphor for, like a loose metaphor for the fact that Suge had his fingerprints all over the music industry Ooh. as a whole. You know I what like I'm saying? It. I like it. I like it. I like it. Because, yeah, otherwise it, it didn't make the total that, that much sense to me. But so much of the other stuff was like fitting, you know. I was like, mm. yeah, dropping from the balcony, a fugitive, smoking the cigars. Mm. So I don't know. I just thought that was funny and didn't read that anywhere that anyone made any kind of reference or inference out there or assumption that that might have been about anybody in particular. It could have just been some random shit, you know. He's taking all the influences and everything that's going on he's just kind of writing his stories because just is good at fucking storytelling like that whether it be true or not so who knows i'll give him that um and then method man closes out that track he fucking busted as well i love that verse uh all right let me go on to the next track severe punishment we got a lot of heads on this. Uh, Jizza, Master Killer, Ray, Rizza, and You God. Uh, which one is this? Oh, this was the this was the jaunt with the. Uh, I despise your killing and raping. You're despicable. Are you my judge? It's just you should be punished. I'm gonna chop off your arm. Are you ready? I love that fucking sample. What movie is that from, bro? The Master. Okay, it says right there. It says right there. He the Master. Okay. <laughs> Have you seen that one? Is that a good uh-uh. movie? Well, whatever the master is, that's the sample, and he chops off somebody's arm for doing something illicit, for killing and raping, I suppose. I love it. I, I wrote, I love that sample. You God kicks this thing off. I said this verse is tolerable, but I hate You God's choppy style and cadence, and it should have been cut. So uh, You God kicks it off. Jizza, he comes in again. He takes my quote of the song. This woo shit be hard to kill it full blown. Rhymes fitted through, filtered through the net before words hit the chrome. Thought that was kind of funny. I said, not his best verse, but I love his style and voice. Raekwon, I love this flow. And then three lines into Riz's verse is when I wrote, it should have ended right here. <laughs> so after he said, yo, MC's wonder, what's hip-hop thunder? Tell you the truth, it's just one nation under a groove. Getting down for the funk of it. Like Fred Sanford in the biz. Should have ended right there. He shouldn't have kicked any more verses or any more words. That would have been my perfect track. And then I, I totally wrote Master Killers next on that. I wrote Cut It. Not only weak, but makes the song way too long. And then... Uh, at the end, I, unfortunately, I think they use that sample again about cutting off the dude's arm, but they keep looping it, looping it, and looping it. So I just said that that shit is just loop sampled too much here at the end, just overused at the end. The beat is okay. I think I like that beat though. Um, it has a good classic woo vibe. Yeah, dun, 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 dun. yeah, it definitely has it. Right, like little 
noises. Like that whiny background noise. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I would keep that one, but I would just make a couple edits. Uh, any, can you think of anything about severe punishment? Is that... Nah, not really. Yeah, it's not really. Did I cross it all? No, I did, I did keep that one. All right, Older Gods. Ghost, uh, Jizza, and Ray. Holy fuck, this is produced by Fourth Discipline too. Disciple. Why do I keep calling it Discipline? No so. shit, he loves the piano, huh? Shit, dude, yeah. Um... I roll like a banana. Oh yeah, this is the. Um, I said it was an uh, abrupt transition, so I think I wrote that negatively. Um, my my opinions on this were beat is okay, but it feels. Wait, beat beat okay feels a little more classic. Woo, definitely a great Ray and Ghost track. Um, ooh. Did I write that down? I, I gotta see what the fuck. You I'm hated Jizz's verse or something? I said What's I probably would have cut Jizz's verse. Damn, bro. Overall forgettable track would cut. So this definitely has an X in it. Damn, Jizz's verse? I don't even remember. What is Jizz's verse? Let the shot spark as soon as he pit bull barks, tire scars from skid marks, leave some jams and school po- Yeah, I don't know. It is kind of a forgettable track, you know? At least in my mind, I don't know. Does that one hit you any sort of special way? No, not my most memorable track off the All album. Right, then, That's for sure. My notes are right on. Moving on. Maria, Capadonna, Old Dirty Bastard, and Rizza. My notes cut this track. All right, let's move on to a better tomorrow. <laughs> um, nah, I just said the old DB vibe turned me off at, at this point. You my dirty whore. Uh-huh. You that dirty whore. <laughs> he doesn't seem to have his heart in it. The beat is okay, but just overusing extremely explicit sexual content felt unnecessary and wasn't done in any particularly clever way. Is this the one where... Uh, nah, that's a different track, but... Um, yeah, the only line at all, the only thing I dug on this song was Riz's first line. Suicidal. She's been in more hotels than Bibles. I think maybe the way he spits it too. I'm probably not doing a very good justice, but uh, uh, that's it. It's the only uh, thing I would take away from that. Although at the end of the track, it does have another uh, sample, kung fu sample. So I guess there is more than I thought. Um, four assassins. Have you seen four assassins? No, I haven't seen four assassins. Oh, put it, bro. Watch party. Let's do yeah, this. Yeah. Four people assassins. are trying to achieve so the master impossible. and four assassins that's so far exactly on the list but you fail and you all die so i said that's a great sample here and then goes into a great track the beat is beautiful we already talked a little bit about a better tomorrow um produced by fourth disciple um it was such a good track that what they named how many albums after this was it they named the album a better tomorrow right one of them. One of the more recent albums, I think, was named "The Better Tomorrow." Uh, but, one uh, of the solo albums, or what? The Nah, Wu album. Oh, okay. I think it was like their 2012 jaunt or something. Okay. Uh, Wu Tang, "Better Tomorrow." Oh, yep. 
was uh, from yeah, 2014. 2000, oh, 2014 released. Yeah, yeah. The sixth studio album by Wu Tang was uh, Better Tomorrow. Based off this song, I mean, it was well deserved, man. This song was fucking hidden. Inspector ripping it. Um, quote of the song goes to Mr. Deck. It's hard to keep control. I bless those who seek a scroll, trying to reach a whole nation and break the sleeper hold. What a great line. Not a role model. Walk a hard road to follow. I could go on. I could sing the whole thing. It's probably a, a best uh, quote of a song. But Inspector definitely gets it. He kicks this shit off. Um, I said, such a good deck verse. The absolute high point of the song. So he kicks it off strong. Uh, Master Killer, I actually said I like this verse. It rhymes enough to work. Parentheses, although still not that much. So, eh, take it for what it's worth there. You God, one of his best verses, but still sucks. Just can't stand the flow. And I don't know if he's even really saying much at all. And he's not, to be honest. Um, the chorus is actually really good on this. I like the chorus. It's not too long. Can't party your life away, drink your life away, smoke your life your away, life fuck away. Your life yeah. away, dream your life away, scheme your life away. I like that. Seeds grow up the same way. The 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 song itself has just those emotional strings and everything. Mm. Yeah, it kind of goes about, uh, with that theme that I had answered about earlier. The non positive parts of yep. ghetto life, you know, it's real life, man. Yeah, yeah. I like this chorus. Um, oh, and here's uh, yeah, what I was referencing. RZA, he kicks the verse. Your bitches love dances and pulling down your pants while you're man. Now I said this was a really good RZA verse. It was not as experimental in Bobby Digi style, and it just works. And then I put in parentheses, just keep it simple, stupid. Hiss, hiss method for all those out there. If RZA should have took more uh, attention to. And then um, Method Man closes it out and makes it work as usual. So his verse is, you know, top notch as usual. Yeah, this is definitely one of the best tracks on the whole album, in my opinion. Absolutely. I said overall, this is dope. Classic Wu track, no doubt. No doubt. This one does not get cut. Hey, um, uh, surprisingly, like if you look at it on Spotify, it's one of the. It's not one of the top songs in terms of numbers played. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Which I was, because I was, this is one of my favorite songs. So when I, you know, looked it up on Spotify, I was like, oh, what does everybody else like on this album? This was uh, on the lower number count. And I was like, what? I was like, that's like one of my favorite tracks. Damn, get the fuck out of here. Oh, you have to tell me which ones. I mean, I don't know if it's the obvious. Is Triumph like number one? Oh, yeah, but by a long by shot, By a long dude. shot? Oh, for yeah. real? Okay. Like, it's not even close, <laughs> dude. So, Ooh. Triumph on Spotify has 92 million plays. Okay. Um, the next closest is Reunited at 28 million. Holy shit. Jesus Christ. So okay, blown yeah. out of the fucking water, dude. <laughs> ah, that's but freaking this, wild. This track, A Better Tomorrow, has uh, five and a half million plays. That's crazy, dude. Right? You're not getting the love for this track. It's a really great track. Even Master Killer and you God. I like them. They did mm-hmm. good. Jesus. All right. Well, hey. Because your seeds oh, grow up the same way. I love that. Line I know, so right? Much. It's such a great chorus. I just love yeah. it in general because it's it's it hits hits the heart, man. Oh shit. 
Real shit. Just real, real shit, bro. Um, all right, we're going into It's Yours, which has that old school flavor. They got the sample off of the old uh, Tila Rock, which was actually the first Def Jam single that ever came out. Um, but it has like dark overturns. And I said it's kind of a weird marriage of those sounds, like a nice, happy, old school vibe, but with dark overtones, which he does pull off pretty well as far as the beat. Um, bass hits pretty hard in this. Yeah, it really, it's 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 a good beat. He pulls it off on this one. This was a RZA beat. Uh, Raekwon kicking it off there with the machine gun rap. Uh, he sounds good and nails it. Boom. Um, it shows the world in the palm of your hands. The chorus is risen. You God. Eh. I mean, what are you going to do? You God's verse, though, I did say why. I put just why with a question mark. Cut this, please. So I didn't like uh, his verse on this. Although I think that it. I think that some of this gets stuck in your head, kind of like the Wu Tang motherfucker chorus yeah first I, I some think of this his... is a very clunky chorus dude yeah oh yeah for I'm sure just for like sure. it's yours i'm like uh yeah <laughs> and it's supposed I mean? to be a take back i don't know this yeah. is like borderline cut i think um because rizza i wrote this is more crazy bobby digi style um inspector kills it though he has my quote of the song with it's only natural. Actual facts are thrown at you. The impact will blow trees back and crack statues. Which just the visualization of that. Come on, bro. I love it. Fucking deck, bro. Come on. You're right. Deck might be the best. <laughs> um, Dude, I love him so much. It blows. The impact will blow back trees and crack statues. Come on. Good God. Uh, Ghostface. Lines are rhyme, so you can sniff it. <laughs> <laughs> we live this we should just bit all of it dex verse all right the rest of this podcast is just us going back just, back to back just reading doing deck verses. verses i think that's all we need to do really yeah. do um expect the verse of the week every hip-hop episode <laughs> All right. Oh, here's my notes on this track, though. Feels too much like they were trying to force a single. Because I think this was a B-side on uh, Triumph or something. I kind of remember getting this single because of the instrumental. But um, Feels too much like they were trying to force a single. It's okay. Not great. Not one of my favorites. It's borderline cut it. So this could have been cut, potentially. But I did not cut it for sake of respect. For that inspected deck line. I think that saved the whole song. Just having that visual of blowing back trees and cracking statues with the impact. I love it. Um oh, and that is the outro of CD one. Believe it or not. So as we go on to the second LP, disc. second disc. It came out on records, I guess. Second cassette. Was it two cassettes? Yeah, I guess if you bought cassettes. Yeah, um, we were well into CDs at this time for sure, though. Yeah, I was trying to think. Did they even put this out on cassette? It might not have been. 97? Shit. Because we're close to MP3 and uh, 97. Because what? 99? 2000 was Napster? When was Napster again? Was it 99? Is that 99? 2000? I think it might have been 99. 
Okay, so we're close. We're close. But all right, so second LP, second disc of the double CD experience was uh intro with Rizza and Jizza. Mostly Rizza. I think Jizza just throws a line out there, says something. All right, unnecessary is my notes. Oh, and keep keep in mind these notes I wrote like four weeks ago, so I'm I'm looking through these fresh. And I'm hoping my opinions all align still, because I did listen to it a lot since I wrote these notes. But I wrote unnecessary. It's the same almost as Woo Revolution. If anything, this should have just been about an eighth of the length that it was. Just do a quick shout out if you need to say something. But I don't even think it was necessary for him to say anything. This is two minutes of talking. Like, why? Yeah. Shut up, dude. Uh, he's just talking about the industry. I mean, I can respect that, I guess. And this is where he's talking about a lot of like, it sounds like he's talking about like the Suge type, Puffy type shit. Not Suge so much, Puffy, I guess, really. Like the uh, bullshit, the R&B, rapping bullshit. I kind of like the line of, uh, man, it takes years for this, you cat in the hat ass rappers, you Dr. Seuss, Mother Goose, simple minded. <laughs> I kind of like that line. I'll give it like, to him for that. Yeah, yeah. All right, you could have put right. that in, in the 10 seconds of, of what this should have been. <laughs> um, I'll put it on my borderline to cut it. I did say I do love the, uh, the reverbing melody in the background. I think I said it would sound good though if it had a beat and some MCs rapping on it um, but it is funny how they're calling out the puff type dudes yeah that was my notes on this so yeah I, it was it wasn't bad it wasn't bad. I honestly would have taken this as the intro to the entire album the whole as, album this as number one boom I think I w- it would have had a bigger impact and I would have been more down with it because it's two minutes yeah it's three of, minutes the, shorter than the other fucking yeah, thing seven minute with intro with two dudes I don't what? know and no one knows yeah. except for the Wu-Tang members or someone deeply ingrained that might know Papa Wu. But uh yeah, I totally agree. That's a perfect take. That that this should have been the intro. And I think this side should have just fucking kicked off right with Triumph. Which we did talk a little bit about. Um great posse cut, no choruses, became the first single. Uh huge um budget to make the music video i'm gonna rewatch that as soon as this is over because yeah you talking about it reminded me of some of the funny shit in there um although i said the beat was okay wasn't necessarily a woo beat in my mind oh i think i already talked about this it was t- it, i think it was too cinematic and clean as far as yeah, just the beat trying itself. to be too rugged like yeah. uh, artificially in a way too produced yeah too forced too professional is kind of what i wrote because, again, I'm expecting, you know, the grimy. I had no problem with the grimy. I like the woo. I like Enter the Woo's griminess and all the al- other albums, how they kind of fit the theme, but still had that same kind of vibe in a way. So I was hoping for that. I loved that. I wanted more of that. And it just went in such a different direction. Um, expected that kicking it off. This was the Sources verse of the week. Yep. Bombatomically, Socrates philosophies, fucking great verse. I, I don't know if it was. It was a good verse. I don't know if it was. Well, if it verse of the week or whatever. If that's what they, or month, I guess it was because it's a monthly publication. The source was, but um, so that was verse of the month. Uh, I, I definitely agree with that. 
I don't think it's by far Inspector's best verse. Do you? Because a lot of people, a lot of articles and reviews I was reading, they say they this say might be is. the best verse of they all time in hip hop. <laughs> some people some, have said that. Some people say that. Yeah. Um, Where do you lean on that scale? Because you're the you're the Inspector fan. Well, uh, I do. Of we were talking about behind the scenes type of things earlier. I do yeah. know one behind the scenes type uh, story from this song. Oh, yep, yep. Let's do it. So Inspector Deck dropped his verse, and uh, you know he he goes first, and everybody was like ready to do the song, and Inspector's verse was so good that everybody else rewrote their verse. Had to rewrite. <laughs> yes. That's so dope. they yeah. heard him drop this, and they were like, "Yo, what the fuck are we doing?" And so they kind of changed their verses, or scrapped them completely, and came up with something new. Because Inspector just dropped this, and they were like, "Yo, Inspector's on another level right now. We need to fucking catch up, dude." Dang. I don't think you got rewrote his verse. <laughs> he was like, "No, nah, I'm cool. I'm sticking with my <laughs> shitty verse." <laughs> He's like, "Man, that's that's so funny. time, bro." You and you see him in interviews. He's kind of an asshole too. Like, I don't think you have any re- right to be an asshole, dude. I, I honestly can't even think of his personality because I, I, he's kind of like a forgettable member for me. So forgettable, dude. Yeah, yeah. He always was in my mind. But watching some interviews and stuff recently, because there's you gotta look for. Um, there's an interview where it's like him, Inspector, and maybe Master Killer, Cap, or something, and they're they're answering Google questions. You know, one of those type of YouTube type of videos where they're just going through and answering questions. Um, but you guys a fucking asshole, bro. He's like such a dick. It's like, damn, I don't, why, why would you even want to talk to this guy? Like, Jesus Christ, his personality is as bad as his verses, bro. Horrible. Um, I think Meth actually got my uh, quote. Nah, that's not even that great of a quote. This is opening line as the world turns to spread like germs. Bust the globe with the pestilence. The hard-headed never learn. Oh, it's just his cadence, maybe his flow. Uh, such a well-refined flow, man. Meth, meth always kills it. Uh, his verse, great, great deck verse, was the source's verse of the month. Um, and I even said on here, yeah, I think he's done a lot better than this, though, but it is really good. So Yeah. I dug it. I dug it. I dug it. Uh, old Dirty's intro, eh? It was all right. I guess it I was like kind of a failure that he didn't have a verse on this. Yeah, it was very because disappointing. Everybody else is on it, so like, why not have everybody? I agree, I agree, but they couldn't get him in the studio, bro. He's out doing nah. fucking cracking shit. Out bro. in L.A., dude. He, the L.A. Right in, Hollywood got him. Yeah, right in ghetto superstar. Um. Capadonna comes in next. A twist thoughts from the heart. Tried and true. Loop my voice on the LP. Again, he's kind of sporadic and all over the place. Um, I said not horrible, but I'd cut it. That was my take on that verse. You God, I just wrote no more, please. Cut it. <laughs> you were done with you God at this point. point. <laughs> I was, I've been done with him, bro. Uh, and it only gets worse from here. <laughs> so um, RZA, I just put... Bobby Digi again and put like an exclamation. So he doesn't do bad with his verse, but again, it is that style. Not my favorite. Rizza's flow style. Cadence and all. Um Jizza. Love it, but why is it such a damn short verse? Um that was the worst mistake. Yeah, dude. It's like a, it, it's like a fucking haiku. Yeah. 
War, the mass, the outcome, disastrous. Many of the victims' families saved the ashes. A million names on walls engraved in plaques. Those who went back received penalties for the act. Another heart is torn as closed ones mourn. Those who strayed, they just got slayed on the song. That was and it. That's it. And then it goes into Master Killer. Like, what? Master Killer can't follow you, dude, even if you are doing a short thing. Um. So, I, yeah, I just said, why is Master's verse so long? Cut it. So I think the best posse cut in rap history, you could probably cut three verses out and it'd still be great. Um, And then I forget exactly how it sounds here, but I said this is a horrible transition from Master Killers to Ghostface's verse. Hmm. Death only one can save self from this relentless attack of the track spares none. Fuck that. Look at all these crap niggas lay back. Lamping like a gray black. I don't know. I don't know why I wrote horrible transition, but for some reason I didn't like the transition from the two verses. Um, but I dig Ghostface verse. Um, I need a translator for it, but it's just ghost. It's just how ghost and Ray are. Metaphorical as fuck. Um, and I said, yeah, Rayquan is the same. Good, but what are you what are you talking about? <laughs> dude that those Rayquan dudes has like deep cuts it, dude so and you have deep to, you have to work. understand Fuck. um it to understand a lot of like wu-tang lyrics you have to kind of be up on like asian philosophy you know kung fu films you have oh. to like know chess um and they also Lyric. do they have they released a book called the wu manual and they have a, a glossary of slang like wu-tang slang oh, in that's there. hilarious Dude, that's great. that shit opened my eyes to wu-tang lyrics because i Get was like now i know what they're fucking talking about when they say that you know what i mean so they they have slang that you would not put together like wow whatsoever. okay that so, book uh... is worth buying by the way I would, I may retract some of my opinions on this album in full. I'm going to have to read the Wu manual and, and get a deeper understanding. Because, yeah, I don't have the, the necessarily the kung fu knowledge there of how that all plays out and everything. Okay, that is a fucking good tip, bro. I know we talked about that before, but that's definitely something I need to find. So I'm going to look for that and... uh Read that. Everybody, check out the Wu Manual. I think that was Riz's first book, right? Yeah. I believe so. And it kind of okay. just has, like, chapters on their influences. Just shit that they're into. Oh, I love... That sounds awesome. Okay. I love it. I love it. Alright, next. Impossible. And this is one of my top tracks. Produced by Foy. Disciple. I love... I wrote, I love this transition... So again, I can't remember right off the top of my head how it went into that song, but I like the transition. I'm not the biggest fan of this beat, apparently, according to my notes. Beat was okay. Not a big... Oh, you know why? Okay, because it's uh, the chick, Takitha. I'm not a Takitha fan. And she's on quite a few tracks here at the end of the second CD. Unfortunately, she is. I didn't think she... This is the same thing with uh, Wu-Tang Motherfucker, like... It's a, it's a good chorus. Again, it gets stuck in my head. I was actually just singing that as I was walking in uh, from the bathroom. I'm like, impossible. But I don't, I just don't think she nails it right. Like, I think they could have got a much better singer in there. So that's one of my downfalls of this. Um, 
Riz's lyrics and style is again another mix of Bobby Digi and Gravediggers. Not bad, but eh, is what I wrote for Riz's verse. Um, there you got again. You got on some of these fucking tracks too. I he think was on a lot of tracks for me, bro. Um, I, I just wrote, oh no, you guys on this one too. That was my notes <laughs> for you guys. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, so d- just despite you God and uh, Riz's being all over the place, although Riz's verse was pretty good. Ghost has the verse, the verse, the song. Maybe the album. Maybe the album. Uh, this was up there with, uh, you know, Inspector. I think. Abs, absolutely. Um, I don't know if you saw it out there, but RZA has said that this is his favorite Wu Tang verse of all time. All time. All Wu. Yeah. And um, it's emotional as fuck, dude. Like, you can hear the emotion in it. It's a very sad tale, very, you know, after the laughter comes tears, reminiscence. And um, it hits hard played in my mind, dude. It's, it's, it's wild. How he, j- again, and this is how he can paint these pictures so well by being abstract. This is where he focused more in. Like, you definitely have those ghost verses where he's all over the place. You're not sure what he's talking about. Maybe the Wu Man will help you out with that. But he's still very, very, very metaphorical and just like, wait, what? Wait, what? Huh? But he's funny still and everything. But this verse, it just paints a beautiful picture, man. He he hones his skills to 100%. And uh, touching story about how his boy got shot man so and it just goes through he goes back you can dip into his mind as he's going through the memories and shit and uh, he really does nail it well well i say it's the best woo verse in my mind of all time i don't think so but um it's gotta be up there bro although it might be eh, nah i don't think it is but it's up there for sure yeah I like Very this one a lot. This, this was like, uh, I, I kind of went down, you know, I got interested in some artists for their storytelling. And this was like yeah. one of the first ones, you know, that I fell in love with for sure. Damn. Okay. I fucking dig it. Um, I said so emotional, but the verse is unfortunately ruined by the chorus and the other MCs. So I think this should have been a ghost face solo. It could have, dude. It could have been a Ghostface solo, yeah. and this would have been fantastic. So good, so good. Because uh, you know, I really can't even think of RZA and You God's um, verses, versus, right? You know, like it, uh, to <laughs> yeah, without me, me it is a Ghostface solo. Yeah, that's 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 exactly what it is right there. Yeah. Um, I, I'm not the biggest fan of the little Raekwon outro either. I don't know the talking outro. Now that I'm looking at that too, I didn't write a note on that, but uh, it's not bad though. It doesn't take away from it at all. But I, I think it, at this point, I'm just starting to get sick of the talking through the through the album, the intro, and then the Papa Woo and all the other shit. Um, but so that's top notch. Regardless, Ghostface saves that like a motherfucker. Next, we got Little Ghetto Boys. Another chorus that gets caught in my mind a lot. 
in the ghetto playing in the ghetto street which i think is from an old song anyway right i'm not mistaken um what you gonna do when you oh that's when they have the skit too hathaway oh okay all right all right all right I fucking dig it. I dig yeah, it. little ghetto boy, living in the ghetto streets. What you gonna do when you grow up and have yeah. no base responsibility? You know, there was a. I used to buy these cool albums called. Uh, I don't know if you did either. They were called Shaolin Soul, and it was. They were the original songs of all the Wu Tang samples. So I, I do that with Beastie Boys. Uh, okay, yeah. So I don't know if they have it on Spotify or never looked, but Shaolin Soul. I used to buy all of those CDs, and they were like all the old school jams, dude. Hey, that's that's hilarious. Um, one good thing. Let me big up just on that topic. Grand Theft Auto 5, I think it is on 5. There's the radio station on there called like Rewind, I believe, or something. But it's pretty much all that is the whole radio station is just like songs that were heavily sampled that you listen to and be like, oh shit, that's that sample right there. Oh shit, like every track. It's it's an awesome little thing they did, which uh, producers might need to know. But, um,. Challenge Soul. I'm gonna yeah, so it looks it like on Spotify. Like, did you say someone, it's more, oh, it's on Spotify or is this like a so it's not officially on Spotify, but somebody did playlist. the playlist together, like gotcha. as uh, for a public thing. It's episodes one through four because yeah, they I think they released four CDs. Bro, all right, I'm in it. I'm in there. In there, bro. Um, Okay, but going on, Little Ghetto Boys, uh, I put A plus Raekwon verse, top notch exclamation point. Um, and for some reason, not the greatest like lyrics, but I, maybe the way he flowed it. My quote of the song was um, Hair Salon, treating Shorty like Quran, fam, major swing kingpins, you won't dare front on. I don't know, I think I love the way he said front on on there. Um,. Capadonna kicks it in next with the. Uh... Wait, was it just them two? It's just a Ray and Capadonna song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, I said this is very decent for a Capadonna verse. Maybe his best on the album. Okay, so I dug that. I dug that. Good, good song. Short. Beat kicks has nice chorus sample. Feels a lot like classic Woo vibes. So I dug this track. Fuck yeah. yeah, and they got like the was it the police in the beginning? Yeah, yeah, like, I forgot to like mention that with part. The police. Where like uh, Meth is lighting up a blunt, and then the cops start yelling at him, and Rick mm-hmm. wants fighting with her. No, I ain't putting that shit out. Fuck you. Fuck. Yeah, it's <laughs> the wall. It's against the wall, sir. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that was good shit. That was good shit. So yeah, that's that's what my top songs of the album for sure. And I wrote down there short. See, that's key, I think, man. Shorter songs. Jeez, Rizzo. How are you doing to us? I might have to do a whole edit, bro. I'm taking out the songs I don't like. I'm cutting out the verses. I'm gonna do it. Do it too. Do it again. Um, let's see. Then there was a nice little sample in there. It does not say what movie this is from. Maybe you know. One is involved. Duel to the death. Ooh, duel to the deaths. We gotta check out four assassins, the master, and I'm gonna check out duel to the death. Duel to the death. Is that a classic? 
I've got never that seen this one. VHS? Oh, you never even seen it? No, I seen uh what was uh Dang up, son. It was the White Lotus clan. That yeah, ain't even in here, some, bro. You're making some of the stuff White up. Lotus clan. I think you're making that up unless that's later. I didn't see that. No, that was before. from the of Triumph video, actually. Uh, oh, interesting. Okay, okay. I gotta rewatch this. I didn't know they had shit in there that's not even in the song. Did they edit? I don't know. Maybe. All right. Um. What's next? Oh. All right. Uh. Deadly melody. This is probably one of my top tracks on the song on the album. Again, it has more of that upbeat kind of fun hip hop style. I think. It's kind of, I don't know, there's something creepy about the piano in there. The piano the is beat. iconic in this song, dude. And, the, and, the, and like it kind of gets all the MCs to like adjust their flow just a little bit. And I think everyone does such a great job flowing to this beat, too. Yeah. You can tell it's just a fun track, man. It and it, and it's just Grave Diggers vibes. all over. Yeah, yo, straight up. That's that's a great, uh, yeah, yeah, that's, uh, that's fitting for sure. Um, but even Master Killer, I'm I, I dig his fucking shit on here again because I think kind of the 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 nature of the beat kind of makes it work for every MC on this. And again, you could tell it's just more of a fun track because you got like the MCs like rhyming over each other and just saying shit. Mm-hmm. You got like Meth like yelling in the background <laughs> when like Ray's rapping and shit or whatever the fuck. So um, this track is definitely one of my favorites. Um, you God though he's on this. I did say it's it could have been cut. All right, so we, we could have still lost you God. I wouldn't have had a problem, but I think his verse even is one of those ones that I I can spit. Like power drop, tut, boulder. F- yeah, all right, okay. Let me break this down real quick, bro. <clears throat> Yo, power driver, tut, boulder face, blow hawk. What are we talking about? Power driver tut. All right, what's the tut? I power driver wrestling move. Obviously, is it power driver tut a wrestling move? I don't know. Not. I'm sure it's not. Boulder face blow hawk. Boulder face blow hawk. Like the Incredible Hawk, I'm guessing. Yeah. Anger rap book causing chest blade smoke. Monster truck punk. Elephant gun poke. Jawbreaker humanoid vice grip choke. Okay. Bro, I feel like I'm on drugs reading that. <laughs> I have no idea what the fuck that is. Do you have an idea? <laughs> Hold up. No, I mean, there's some of these words that I know, but together, it makes no sense. Elephant gun poke. Okay, so strong gun. He's sticking it in your guts, maybe. Jawbreaker. Maybe he hits him in the face. Humanoid vice grip choke. He's the humanoid vice grip, so he chokes people. He's strong. Okay, I can get it. All right, this is deep. Actually, so it looks I might like, change yeah. my whole opinion here. So I guess it's this entire verse or this right here is all about toughness. Face the inferno, maestro, pull it. Pipe hard slang. Okay, okay, I'm getting this now. Bite the golden bullet. Okay, dealing with pain. Bite the bullet. Never sold my soul. Golden arm. His nickname is Golden Arm. Cold stinger. Killer B. He's got the stinger. See me on the streets. Address me, Stone Bringer. 
because he brings the stones. Okay, that one I don't get. Um, ease away, freeze back, feedback, play out in sweet, action packed rap, bite it, stomp on the beat, possess hollow head, battle teeth, Tony Atlas. It's like a bodybuilder, right? Tony Atlas, I think. Tony Atlas, yeah. Woo status now. Wisdom, Wisdom to, to the, the masses. masses. Wow. Wisdom to the masses, bro. Do we just not understand you, God? What's happening here, do you? I don't understand one thing of what the fuck he's saying, <laughs> and it could definitely still be cut. Please cut this fucking verse. This song is so good. Why? <laughs> um, RZA, okay. RZA, classic flow. No Bobby Digi. And it works. Exclamation point, exclamation point. Smiley face those exclamation point dots. That's what I did. I like it. See, he just, he spits just normal. Cop bat my tongue like a hammer. My head is like a nickel plated Bama. Spit 45 caliber grammar. See, it works, man. I don't know. Oh, and that's actually my quote next. At the speed of wind makes you bleed within, crack your skull without penetrating your skin. I love that. Just the visual again. It's very funny. Um, Method Man comes in, and they each just got like four Couple or five bars here, that yeah. they're spitting. Yeah, and then the next one comes in. They're just all back and forth kind of shit. Actually, the, the Master Killer, You God, and Jizzaverse is, I wrote down, my favorite part. Which is shocking because you got is in there, but because they they just take line for line right there. It's just each one gets one line for that whole uh, little four bars or whatever. So it works out really good. Um. Oh, and this one actually had a guest, uh, which I forgot about. Street Life was on this. Who yeah, was he's what? on he's... a few tracks yeah. here on the second disc. He was on a couple of the solo albums here and there, I believe, as well. Um. So big up Street Life, another eleventh eleventh guy coming in there shining. I don't know uh, what he's done since. Oh, and and then he kicked. He finishes the uh, verse as well. And I wrote down Street Life is really good, good verse, much respect. So I dug Street Life. They should have had him in there instead of fucking you, God. My God, the world would be a different place if only <laughs> that change was made. <laughs> I'm telling you, bro. Uh, all right, what do we got? You know what? Fourth Disciple is all over this fucking CD in more places than I realized because he did the next track, which is another uh, pretty good it's song. Solo the Inspector. City. Yes, the main Solo Inspector track. In the city. And uh, I didn't write back. Again, I put a, a great intro. Deck solo track equals smiley face, I wrote. Chorus is good. First verse, great verse. Second verse, ditto. Exclamation point, exclamation point. So I think this track I just love all around. I'm sure yeah, you feel too. similar, I'm guessing. It kind of has like that darker tone of a beat. Like the previous one we were just talking about, like Gravedigger kind of in a way. Gravedigger, you know, like, this this one I feel is more like it, it does have a, a vibe. Honestly, you could without knowing the name of the song or the chorus, I think you could kind of picture in the city with this with the way the beat is. Just just something about it, like the. Like, 
I like this jam. See, I, there's just something about it, so it just it just works. It's that perfect like woo track. I don't know, but Inspector just fucking kills it as normal. Um, the quote of the song: "Crime pays the long, the laws long on. Be trying to strong on, walking time bomb, thrives on firearms." Great verse or great line. He has a couple good lines in this one though. He's he's killing it. Um so yeah, I got no problem with, with the city. No problem whatsoever with the city. Next track though. Oh, the projects. So we go from the city to the projects. Um trying to think of how, how this goes. I wrote beat okay, but I didn't really like it. Um this is a cut. I have an X next to this one. Let me see. Oh, probably one of the main reasons. I hate the chorus because it's you, God, is what I wrote. Um, good meth verse, but not great. Oh, and Ghostface, quite explicit. Um, the twist ending, I wasn't expecting. But this song could probably be cut. Too long, too all over the place. Not cohesive verses at all. I guess everyone's rhyming about too much different shit. This is kind of a forgettable track, I think. Yeah. So I'm fine with cutting it. But yeah, this is the the most mostly memorable, I think, because of Ghostface's highly explicit verse here. Yeah, for sure. He goes <laughs> he in on this, dude. Very detailed with specifics and explicit as fuck. And then I think he gets AIDS at the end. So it's very Bitch, sad. you got AIDS. I'm shaking in my bones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, even the way it kind of ended, though. I don't know. He could have ended it with a little different. I don't know, but it was... <laughs> I don't know. I, I would cut it, though. This one, I would cut, unfortunately. And the, and the verse can be funny. But oh, I think he just goes too much into it. Yeah, yeah. It's a little, little too crazy. Unnecessary. One of my words I used a lot in these notes is unnecessary. Um, so we go on to Bells of War. Uh, this was Ghost, Master Killer, Method Man, Riza, and You God. Already, I can see some reasons on here I might not like this. And why I might have an X next to it, which I do. So, uh, does this ring any bells right off the top of the head for you? I mean, this is like one of the beats I wasn't a fan of. Yeah, I said beat is decent enough. Uh, Again, with dark undertones. I'm trying to think. It was all right. I don't know. Not my favorite beat. I kind of felt like it never like dropped anything hard, and it was just like always in a like a wind up phase, like the beat was. Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can feel You know that. what I'm talking about? Like, sometimes those beats never really, like, hit where you think they're going to, and you're like, oh, it's just, like, the same loop. You know, RZA does that a lot, in my opinion. Yeah. For, it, it, sometimes it works, though, but... Sometimes it does. Yeah, yeah. I, think I this feel one's like this is not long. one of the ones. As I'm looking at how many verses are on here, I'm like, this has got to be too long. What's the time on this one? 
512. Yeah, way too long, dude. All right, you got horrible as always. He just rhymes. He says nothing. Shallow as fuck guy. Sorry, I just hate you guys. <laughs> um, Method Man, eh, not the greatest Methverse. I wasn't even a big fan of Methverse, and he always usually can fucking be the foundation on these tracks. Um, RZA, stick to producing, I wrote, so I apparently didn't like his verse. Master Killer, I wrote, clear your throat, bro, cut it. Uh, well, I don't like this track. Um, Raekwon, or I guess there was a Method Man interlude. I said, weird interlude, just too much talking. Um, did they cut in the middle of this track with the interlude? I can't even fucking remember. Uh, motherfuckers, we've seen your asses when we walk up in the club. Oh, uh, yeah, I do remember that. And then Raekwon says some shit. Ghostface, I said, this is a good verse. It foreshadows the next track. And then RZA has some kind of outro. And I wrote down again, way too much talking. S-M-H. Cut this track with an exclamation point. All right, so I don't like that track. Sorry, uh, Bells of War. Hmm. There is a, a interesting thing in Riz's verse in this. He mentions, Ooh, he says, uh, he has a line that says annual increase of the Wu-Tang manual. But oh. the Wu-Tang manual didn't come out till 2005. Ah, so maybe he, this man, is like yeah, right this man. is like the little first snippet of uh, this idea he had to write that book. So I don't know. I thought that was interesting, but that's like the only and thing from this song that I'm <laughs> that it's like of note for me. Better be, bro. <laughs> Sorry, dude. Okay, I won't bird. like anything you hate. Okay, my bad. <laughs> that's how it goes from here on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no. All right. Um. But this leads us into, and as I mentioned, Ghost and Ray, I think, on this track actually both foreshadow a little bit. But the MGM. Now, this was the True Master produced track. And this is a Ghost Face and Raekwon the Chef uh, duo track. And I tell you what. I love this song. I love this track. <laughs> yeah, okay. dude. Thank you. This <laughs> I is one of the least tra- played tracks on the entire album. What? You gotta yeah. be shitting me. What the That's fuck what I'm are saying, people for, missing, You and I dude. have both like a couple songs that are like two of the mm. least played. I, I still can't believe Better uh, Tomorrow isn't more uh, played, especially since the albums, the you know, future albums called that. Uh, but no, this track is just perfect in my mind. I love the story of it. That they're just chill again. They both paint this picture. They got a mix. Ray got some of the, like mafia type shit just thrown in there. We're seeing dudes with guns and shit, and while they're watching the fight and spilling popcorn and just yeah. back and forth, line for line here. They're finishing each other's lines. I always love that kind of shit, especially when it's pulled off right. Ray and Ghost got that chemistry, so you know they can do it, and they did it perfect. And it's just so random, sort of. They're just at the MGM watching the fucking boxing match. Yeah, it's just um, like a night of their life. in there. Yeah, you know what? It, uh, I just wrote, this is overall great track, perfect. This highlights ring goes perfectly. Love the back and forth. Uh, mafioso-esque. But uh, yeah, yeah Vegas. this is definitely top. Yeah, oh yeah, that, that fits your vibe right there, too. You probably feel the vibe. 
with the fucking yeah, bells the in the too. background and the crowd noise mixed in so good. Yeah, True Master, big up. I want to try to see what other shit he might have been doing too. But oh, beautiful, beautiful track, highlights, um, some great woo shit. <sighs> I don't want to talk about the next one, bro. I just don't want to. <laughs> um, ODB, solo track, dog shit. Well, what do you think of this track? Anything? I mean, is it really a track? <laughs> uh, you know what I mean? God, I don't know what it is, dude. It's just him yammering on and on. It's It's... It's like he's yelling. That's he like is really it, you know. It's like, all right, dude, we got you in the studio for twenty minutes. Can you just say something to Mike so we can put it on the album, please? And in between fucking sipping and smoking or whatever he was doing, he just threw this out there, and it is dog shit. I'm wondering if that's a RZA subliminal toward <laughs> ODB. He titled it for a reason. Because <laughs> does he say dog shit in the song? Yeah, he, he says, says I got uh, dog says, bury a bone, right? I he says dog something. a lot in this song. He says uh, dog. He says, like, he old dirt dog, dog, dog but I'm not dogged out. Yeah, I don't know if he says dog shit, though. Yeah. That's the thing. You know? just, uh, uh, I'm not the first dog that shitted on your lawn. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. All right. All right. It's all right. I mean, Whatever. It, is, Either it way. is ODB. It is, but it's so like, yeah, just drugged out ODB. I just said, all right, here was my note on this. This is a forced ODB track. It feels like he lost the passion at this point. Um, unnecessary. Hard to get through. Cut this track. Would be my final notes on this track. In general. Just no need to exist. I mean, they, I don't right. know if they felt like they just had to. And there could be, honestly, there could be contractual shit in here. I'm thinking... Because apparently some of the tension between the members that was growing at this time was because some of the others, you know, the five were getting the record deals and kind of gaining their fame. Whereas you have like the You God and whatever. Although ODB had his deal too, I'm not thinking. But um but you had some of those guys getting those deals. So, like, the song later about Shampoo, I'm wondering if that's a contractual thing. Like, they had to give him a solo song as far as, you know, the, the writing credits so he can get the ASCAP money or something. I don't know. I, there's definitely that kind of stuff that happens in the in the industry all the time. So, who knows? But I did not dig the ODB track whatsoever. Unnecessary. Um... Oh, and then the little skit they did there, I said that this sounded like a weak attempt at another torture track, um, but it just doesn't have the same appeal. Because what were they doing? Talking about, oh, they were just dissing each other. What's yeah. up with your speaking spell shoes? Eh, some of the lines are funny, I guess, but um, it just felt, again, like forced to me. Like, oh, come on, we got to do a, we got to do one of them torture type of skits, right, guys? Here, let's do something real quick. And it just didn't work or something. I don't know. Just my vibe. Um, going into duck season, which I think might be one of the more liked songs, but I did not like this one. 
I said right off the bat, beat is too much. Doesn't need the synth. It sounds too overproduced. I'm trying to think of how the beat goes. It's like really slow. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Not horrible, I guess, but... Another long song. This is six, almost six minutes. All right, and we just got meth. And it's only three, and three verses. Yeah, 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 they do have some long ass verses. Um, although for Raekwon, this is a cut in my notes. By the way, I would cut this one. Um, but Raekwon, I did write good verse. Ray spits. So I guess he's just doing his Raekwon thing. Uh, RZA, I said okay, but why? It's unnecessary. So I guess RZA's verse, I wasn't feeling. Um, Meth's verse, I said pretty okay, Meth verse. And then Raekwon's final verse, I just wrote it's fine. Oh, yeah, here's my notes. Way too long. Beat is too repetitive for this length. The delay effect that they use doesn't work, in my opinion. Cut this. Yeah, I forget. There is some kind of like weird, like pre delay, I think, type of thing that he throws in there throughout the whole song. And I just, uh, producer wise, I didn't dig it. So that would be a cut in my mind. <clears throat> you lose. Any final thoughts on fucking duck season? No, and then they ended Man. with like a movie line from a movie, I think, and it just like oh, extends yeah. the song even more. It's like 30 seconds long. What movie is this from? It has Wu-Tang Clan in it, they say. Wu-Tang Clan versus Shaolin. Is that a movie? I guess, yeah, I think it's Should one be. of theirs, right? What? They did, they did like, sponsored some hip or kung some fu kung movies? fu films. Yeah, yeah. What? They I have, like, a collection of kung fu Bro. films, Damn. I believe. Damn. I didn't even know. All right. Um... Let's move on to a, a brighter spot of the album. Hell's Windstaff. Ghostface, Deck, Meth, Ray, Rizza, and Street Life. That's a fucking lineup right there. I'm happy just looking at that lineup. And I really fucking love this song. This is one of my tops. This has yeah, a, a Liquid song. Swords uh, only built for Cuban Links kind of vibe. It could fit on either of those albums, I think, perfectly. Um, Street Life kicks it off I said he kills it He got my quote So get your egg crashed by my Hell's Wind staff While your pictures broadcast and splash And tell the news like Katie Chung How the bullet collapsed his lung His father watched the horror as he swallowed his tongue That's fucking deep right there man Sad too Maybe you cry a little bit but It's good It's good though yeah, yeah. That's in a good way but uh, no, so Street Life comes on again, kills it. They throw that little kung fu sample in the transitions. Yeah, it's like just the sounds stuff. of like nunchucks or something. Yeah, I love that. That's fucking great. Ghostface is great. I didn't even put notes against Ghostface Inspector Meth for some reason, but um, yeah, this feels like a, a, a Wu Tang song to me. Yeah, oh, absolutely, a hundred thousand percent. Um, yeah, I even wrote, ah, finally, this sounds straight off of 36 Chambers or Liquid Swords. They, they could have fit on Holy Belt, too. Well, all those albums, they still have that same thing. That's what I was hoping for with this. Um, Riz's verse on this, I said, this is 
uh, well, I said best RZA with new style verse, but still not that good. Okay, so I guess he's using his new style, his Bobby Digi style, and this was my favorite of that style on the album. And then Raekwon's, I said great verse exclamation point. Overall, top track of the album, um, new but feels classic. So that's how I felt with Hell's Windstaff. That's definitely one of my top tier tracks on the song on the album. Um. Oh, the next track too, Heaters. Heaters, yeah, yeah. Capadonna, Deck, ODB, Raekwon, You God, and this one was produced by True Master as well. Okay. I think this is this is my favorite beat. beat on the album. Oh, I love the beat. I love the intro too. Hang glide for my nigga to count. That's that's off. Oh. Yeah, the yeah, beat is, is fucking top notch. Um, great Ray verse, he fits like a glove. Great kickoff to the song. Deck verse, great deck verse is all I wrote, and I, that is my quote. Uh, oh, okay, it was on another page. You're ill, your trail ends, thoughts are frail. I strike the cipher and let one survive to tell the tale. <laughs> That's funny. I like that. Um, Alright, what did I say? <laughs> ODB's verse, whatever. It's only three lines. lines. Yeah, yeah, I said it would be perfect if he just said anything else. It just seems senseless what he's saying. I be the iron side, get touched with the chloride. Take walk with the nine finger bandits worldwide. Gallon hillside full of homicides. Fuck you dissatisfied the double dyed black brown iodine. I think that last line is what really did it for me. Like, fuck you dissatisfied the double dyed black brown iodine. Hmm. <laughs> Okay, uh, you God's verse. Oh, I've <laughs> sorry, you God. I said, boo, cut this verse and we good, fam. <laughs> so that was my main note on this, uh, this verse. <laughs> oh, you God, God damn it. Um, and Capadon, I'm never the biggest fan of him either. I says, he says a lot of unnecessary shit, not great. Seems like he says the same kind of nothing in every uh, verse. Which is kind of true. He kind of raps just the same kind of bullshit or whatever. But it wasn't horrible. Um, outro. Wait, what is the outro? Oh, that's when he's like, uh... Don Pacino. Oh, God. Yeah, that's right. Don Pacino and some woman. That's what's quoted as in here. Um, I said, cut it just because it leads into the next track. That was my note on this one. Uh, and next we got a You God solo track, Black Shampoo, which I said, cut it, exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point, underline, 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 X next to the song title, and that is my only note for this track. Any notes on Black Shampoo? Yeah, I feel like this is a very poor uh, attempt at ripping off West Coast G-Funk. 
Ooh, you think he's that? You think that's a subliminal against the West Coast shit? They were out in the West Coast. He's poking the fucking bear. He's he's a, a elephant gun poking. You think? Yeah, go back, go back and listen to the beat, and you'll hear what I'm. You'll you'll probably hear what I'm talking about after I've said that. Like, okay. I just I feel like it's a. I, I can kind of see what you mean now for sure. Uh, but yeah, I hate his flow. Hate the fucking flow. Hate I, I hate you, God. So it doesn't hurt that his flows are that his 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 yeah. like just choppy as fuck cadence like he just says a line a line a line or a word 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 sometimes they kind of maybe relate most times don't I don't know it's a love song of some sort sort of or something come on Riza. What the fuck are you doing to us? And honestly, that's really like the last Woo song on the album. Yeah. Which is like one of the other most disappointing fucking things ever. Because after that, we got Second Coming with Takitha. All right. Now what do you think about this track? Uh, I think these last three tracks of the album are all cut, dude. Thank you. Thank you. Takitha, I think she brought down some of the other songs with the chorus, her delivery and style. Uh, maybe I just don't like her voice. I just don't think the bitch can sing, to be honest. Sorry. Um, And then they gave her a whole track? Yeah. This is mind-blowing. Like, honestly, I don't even remember listening to this much back when it came out. I probably instantly just heard it or part of it once and you're like album's over and just never re you know put that thing on repeat or even got this far into the album yeah for sure because re-listened to this recently and I was like what the fuck am I listening to it was horrible I I don't know and then I even tried like I was like alright I want to try to give this chick a chance let me like Spotify search her and see if she has like some other popular song there's one other song that like has a couple listens like six listens or something I'm sure it's more than that but um it's horrible too like she's not good I don't know man I might be picky I don't know but I, I just I think it's horrible um not a fan not a fan nah, of that at cut all cut like a motherfucker and then we got the closing just talking which, Again, more talking. I would say cut this. They should have ended on a better note. Although there's one thing I'll tell you that can save this. All right. The funnest thing to do when you're listening to this. Anytime he says, you know what I'm saying? Just say to yourself, no, 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 no. Because he says it so much. Like, I know that's a thing. Like, hey, man, yeah, we just doing here. You know what I'm saying? Just like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, uh, doing this, you know what I'm saying? But he says it so much. It's just kind of funny to answer him every time. I said this was a weak way to end the album. Uh, more unnecessary preachiness. So I was very disappointed by a lot of that second LP and a bunch of that first LP. But that's... that's final notes here overall thoughts are we going over yeah. all right okay we can go over overall yeah. thoughts here we, let's end this shit we've been I, doing I, this for like six hours i honestly am surprised we r- didn't re- disagree at all really 
I know, bro. <laughs> we, our, our favorite tracks were like the same, and we didn't talk about this before. For no, the we, listeners, we, we didn't. Did not and it's been share no, not not at all. And it's been like four or five weeks, uh, really, because of holidays and everything that were going on. And um, yeah, we both just listened to the album, and I think these are just our natural opinions. Because I was honestly, when we first talked about doing this, I thought you were going to be much higher up on a lot more of this album. Yeah, yeah, I am a Wu Tang fanboy, but you know. No, I'm the, with They you. have so much content that uh, the, there's enough to love. And exactly. Some of it, it's not on, on on this album, you know. I think that's one reason that this works, because uh, his five-year plan, the culmination of it was this, and worked for what they wanted it to do. This immediately hit number one on Billboard. And this, and to be honest, and we'll have to have, like, uh, some UK guys up in here, perhaps, if we know any, maybe, that might know this album, because... Um, from some of the sources I was thing uh, watching, and this album is the Wu Tang album in the UK, like higher than Enter the Wu. This is looked more favorably, and I scratched my head at that a little bit. I don't know if it's a taste thing or what, but um, I'd be curious to dig a little deeper into that. I did read that it uh skyrocketed on the um billboard charts in the uk like faster yeah. than uh all, like most of the other hip-hop albums that were coming out oh absolutely like, this yeah. was a this, huge this was the album. in the uk yeah, yeah oh my god like the woo is the woo because of this album in the uk i mean it's it was crazy. number one in us and uk uh when it came out yeah it hit here too for sure yeah yeah for sure and i mean but it's it was still, just still their most selling crazy. album too of all time yeah no doubt about it um so i yeah, so I don't know, but um, it has it has enough on there to make it a, a semi classic, I would say, and just yeah. because of everything that went into it and how it all came about, kind of puts it in a classic category. Although it does have so much filler and so much stuff that could be changed or done differently, um, in my opinion, I just yeah, I just feel the beats are too clean i think rizzo kind of fucked this thing up i think he was trying to be too different he was and just maybe he just thought this was the next wave and he was right with enter the woo so yeah i give him the you know the right to have that opinion and thought but i think a lot of people were going into this album hoping for more of the same and and that's in a lot of media, you know, unfortunately. You go to see a sequel movie or something or whatever, and it just kind of goes a different direction, and you can either go along with it and say, hey, all right, um, maybe it'll hit, and maybe it doesn't. I don't know, but I think he was just trying too hard for this. Felt overproduced in my mind. Um, yeah, like we were saying, some of our favorite beats on the album came from the guests. I know, Fourth Disciple, bro. Fourth Disciple, the Kill Inspector shit, beat. True Master, Inspector. Does Inspector do any of the beats at all for like uh Face, do you know? I don't know. Ooh, I don't know if he does or not. He I'd might, he might trade off shit. Yeah, he could he, he might be doing a couple of those tracks. Right. I know he got the stable we didn't wouldn't need to, but hey, I'm telling you, if you're doing it like this, and I love messing with beats too, um, yeah, you definitely want to try to get your uh, shit in there. Um, but yeah, I wrote down ODB and RZA are a big part of what brings this album down. You God and Master Killer are also on that list, or next on that list. 
Too many talking skits, preachiness. Um, yeah, this album could have been like sixteen tracks. Oh yeah, if, let me see how many I had. Is what uh, I think I probably xed out pretty much all the good ones. I got okay. So here's the track. Here's the album. We got reunited. We got cash still rules. Visions. High as Wu Tang gets. Severe punishment. A better tomorrow. What's that? Five? Am I at five or six? Oh uh, shit! Right. <laughs> One, two, three, four, five. five. Okay, so better tomorrow is six. It's yours. Seven. Triumph. Eight. Impossible. Nine. Little Ghetto Boys. Ten. Deadly Melody, 11. The City, 12. MGM, 13. Hell's Windstaff, 14. Yeah, I think you're right. Heaters, 15. Oh, 15. So I got a 15 track. I mean, you oh, can throw Black Shampoo in there put, if you need it, bro. I said put intro at number one. So that's my oh, 16. Okay. All right. Boom. This is a 16 track album. Yeah, and to yeah. be honest, some of these verses are getting cut out too. So it's a little even shorter than that, really. I'm coming out with the album Wu Tang Remix Project. <laughs> yeah. Coming out. <laughs> Dude, I would listen to the shit out of that album. Be like best Wu Tang album ever. We're doing it. I'm doing it. I'm doing it, bro. I'm doing it. I'll put it out. I could do it on SoundCloud, maybe. That might get hit with a copyright thing, but yeah, um, right. <laughs> <laughs> I was uh, during the research of this. I was reading that Wu Tang songs are like some of the hardest songs to uh, get for like movies and shit. Oh, really? Are they tight? Yeah, yeah. Copyright. Uh huh. Okay. Well, he hey. I He's a that. smart businessman. He played yeah. it well. He knew how to get in there, so I have no doubt that Risen knows how to fucking finesse that type of shit. He's a brilliant mind. There's no doubt about it. Um, he just needs to stay behind the production boards or uh, just behind the uh, decision-making process. That'll rhyme in. Yeah, he's a good leader. Yeah. That's for damn sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's led many successes, many successful albums. Yeah, um, and he does this, this thing in the movies right now. So yeah. he's still he's still doing movies and shit, right? That's a pretty much mm-hmm. a big part of what he's doing. So big up for that. I think Bill this shit? album was was uh, you know, good for showing like the evolution of the solo members. Yeah, that's true too. Because you definitely got some top notch verses from a lot yeah. of those dudes. Um. Riz's five-year plan was a success. Yes, it was. Eating all same shit here. They got together. All their fan bases jumped on board too, which is why I believe it catapulted to number one so quickly. Uh, For me, it wasn't what I was expecting. It took a while for some of it to catch on in my ears, and a lot never did, as you heard just now. Um... There was also a lot of hype going into this album. So so maybe, you know, we, we... some of the expectations got dashed because of how anticipated this album was. Yeah. Um, I just said pretty much my take back then was very similar to my take now. Cause uh, I think this was the catalyst too, that kind of got me off the woo. This is one of the reasons I never 
unfortunately got like deep into the inspector album or absorbed it like i should have and i will because i'm making a promise now um because i think after this i I won't say i soured on the woo but i could see that they were kind of going in the direction that i was like eh, and i was trying to look through um like other albums that were coming out that year and see, I was starting to head like like OC Jules. We were talking about that came out yeah. this year, so that mm-hmm. was sending me on a different on a different um, direction. Um, even like Cool Keith sex style and shit like that. So I was starting to get yeah. You know what? That might have been a catalyst there because I was really getting into Cool Keith around this time too. So I think I kind of yeah. left the woo alone a little bit and got into the crazy fucking Cool Keith type shit. And like I was telling oh, you, uh, oh, boot camp hieroglyphics album for Shit. me. So I was going in a different direction after this album too. Yeah. So I think this, and it might have just been the time. It might not necessarily been the album itself, but I think I might have stuck closer with it if it was a lot more banging. KRS came got the, had his uh, second solo album out at that time. I got next. That was in huge rotation. Capone and Noriega, the War Report. I think I told you you gotta listen to that, bro. You, d- you yeah, I put it on my uh, to listen list and watch war list. Report. That's CNN funny. War Report. So good. Um, eh, there's a lot of shit coming out. Oh, EPMD was back in business this year. Oh, Organized Confusion, the Equinox, their second, I believe, or third, actually. Um, album came out. Organized Confusion, Jurassic Five album came out this year. Ninety-seven was pretty banging. Mm-hmm. Jedi mind tricks. Well, I've, 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 I've meant, I meant too. to ask you that. I don't think we've ever talked about it. Uh, are you a fan of Jedi mind? I know a few songs. Okay. I like what I've heard though. Cause I'm I know. not opposed whatsoever. It's just one of those ones I never got a chance to really dig into, but he this does some like... stuff with like Sean price that I really yeah, dug. Yeah. And, um, Vinnie Paz, right? I was just going to say, dude, I, I had, put this in my notes for our uh white boy episode uh, <laughs> and it was do we you might listen to it. the fellow italian mc vinnie oh he's italian from, too he's italian dude yeah i didn't even know that you know what? i made pasta this weekend for the first time maybe homemade okay. spaghetti he was banging but Damn. anyway <laughs> yeah no nah, yeah, I, yeah. I never realized i didn't even realize he was italian or anything but um i i definitely gotta get into it because yeah the tracks that i've heard i have nothing but love yeah they're the pretty tracks cool. they're heard. dope I think it is mostly the because I think he did two Sean Price tracks and there's a couple other tracks he did with somebody else and then Vinny Paz has been on some features on some stuff that I've heard. Yeah, he has. And I and I like the like gruff just style and what he's talking about. He's real like deep minded and a little and sick. He started, little he started that second group too called the uh, Army of the Pharaohs. Ooh, I, that I don't know of at all. But I want to know. But yeah. Okay. Sorry, little Jedi tangent. I just you reminded me, and I totally meant to bring that up last time. Oh no, no, that, no problem. I think you might have. We might have actually talked a little bit about that. I think maybe. Yeah, we may have. We may have touched know. on it slightly. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. But uh, Wu Tang Forever. That's it. I forgot where it's all about. Uh, I guess like uh, what I'll say about the album in closing is um, 
you know, not not the best Wu-Tang album, in my opinion, but uh, I do think that Wu-Tang Forever uh, meant it. You know, Wu-Tang is forever. They're always iconic. They always have been. I don't feel like love has ever waned for Wu-Tang. You know, they were one of the groups that never really broke up either. They just kind of evolved into their solo careers. No, and you're I respect so right. That. Yeah. Uh, yes. Um, Yes, you know, they're all still around. They they do things still. I still listen to Inspecta to this day. Yep. Um, and, and this album was a big. This was my jump start on being an Inspecta fan. You know, like I of course I loved him on the previous stuff too. But like this album, I loved him on, and then he released uh, Uncontrolled Substance after this, and loved that album. And then Zarface. So uh, this is I, I did I did enjoy this album. For sure. Okay. I, I agree with so much of those sentiments. It's it's true. Um, now, I got to listen to that fucking Spectre album. For sure. You know what? I actually have it, too. And I was just digging through CDs. But I just don't remember, like, listening to it. Absorbing it like that. I don't know. But, um, yeah, the Wu-Tang Forever. Looking back on the name... Yeah, and knowing now that that was that culmination of a five-year thing and how uh, it grew to a household name, practically, that is such a fitting title. At the time, I remember thinking, Wu-Tang Forever, I mean, they're trying too hard. It's Batman Forever and blah, blah, blah. Everything seemed like it was trying to be forever, you know? Yeah. Um, And then, like you said, the double LP thing. Yeah, everyone's dropping these double LPs. I probably thought at the time that, I don't know, why are they doing all this trendy shit? Should have listened along, to <laughs> I know. And then along with the fact that uh, there was so much filler and stuff in there, this definitely was not my favorite Woo album. I dug what I dug from it. And those tracks like the um, like Hell's Wind Staff or um, As High As Wu-Tang Gets, Deadly Melodies, like um, Better Tomorrow, like, you know, those tracks that really were bangers. I definitely had on rotation, but I yep. wasn't listening through the album like that. I mean, seriously, they started off with the fucking seven minute intro with Papa Woo, and it's just like, well, it doesn't give me incentive to really want to listen through the whole album. So um, once I really dug in and got those tracks that I loved, I probably just threw those on a fucking mixtape, and that was just how I listened to Wu Tang Forever, you know? I was just gonna say, uh, there's definitely songs I cherry picked and put on burn CDs as like oh, playlists. Yeah. And that was uh, it. And that was yeah, the most and that I was knew it. Of Wu Forever. For yeah, sure. For, for sure. For, but um, I gotta give him credit though, because yeah, the plan was a fucking success. And um, knowing now, you know, in hindsight, looking back at some of this stuff was definitely brilliant. But stay tuned. Because the Ghost T remix project, Wu-Tang Forever, Forever, is going to fucking be banging, bro. I'm telling you. You're not going to have any you god talking about shampoo or fucking old DB <laughs> screaming about fucking herpes or whatever. Yo, it's going to be kicking and it's going to be woo. All right? So stay tuned to that. That's going to be my little pet project now. I'm going to do it. It's not, it's not even going to be that hard. Cutting the tracks out is easy. It's just going to be cutting the verses, and honestly, that won't be that hard either. Just have to line the beat up. Boom, it's done. Expected, but tomorrow. Okay, not tomorrow, but <laughs> not just, tomorrow. just, just be on the lookout. I'll, I'll let you know on the next couple shows. And maybe I'll, if, if they'll let me put it on SoundCloud, I'll throw it on there. Just for free, fun to listen to. 
Um, but I give him respect. I don't. I can't. I'm just repeating things over and over. It was all right. It was all right. I dig it for what it was. The tracks it hit hit. Yep. Nah, so good nah, tracks. Nah, nah. Too many tracks. Nah, 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 nah. Too many tracks. Too long tracks. Now let me ask you a little just epilogue here. How many post forever Wu Tang group albums have you listened to? If How not all posts? Maybe you listen to them. I because mean, uh, we had uh, right after this was the uh, was it Iron Flag that came out right after this or was it the W? Damn it! I'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna look because throughout my research these past few weeks, I actually and I didn't listen to them like over and over. I listened to them once through up until. Um, like whatever the like second to most recent album is, and they I, yeah they're they're a roller coaster you know you get some yeah good they shit are some bad shit. Um, so it was the W that came af- af- out after that in two thousand. Iron Flag, yeah, Iron Flag, I think hit better than the W. Oh, they they all you know to be honest, they're all very forever like. Like yeah. there's those tracks. That you'll immediately be like, oh, damn, okay, this track is hitting. And I bet you, even if I do go back and listen two, three, four times, there might be one or two tracks I pick up, but it's still going to be like those handful of tracks each album that are just the bangers. That seems to be the Woo style nowadays. Yeah, I was, I did, I did enjoy the W and Iron Flag. And then um, after that, I was really into they did this like side project album called Wu-Tang Meets the Indie Culture. I did have like, that. That had the Doom track on it. Yeah, it had Doom on it. They put uh they had hieroglyphics on there. Oh, that's um, right. Yeah, you were telling me about that. Oh, so it, it was that was a really cool little departure. They had the Aesop Rock on here. Uh but yeah, uh I was really into the indie hip hop scene kind of after uh, this isn't this it's not like i fell out of being a wu-tang fan you know nah, i'm always still, gonna I be a wu-tang consider, fan yeah yeah i could draw but, the w just because anybody yeah. anywhere anytime i put it on a wall what for sure and everybody recognizes it you know and another brilliant marketing thing as well yeah dude I, I was furniture shopping uh last week and I, I drove down to the bay area and i had a wu-tang hoodie on and this girl that was checking me out at this furniture shop was like wu-tang that's what's up and i was like yeah you know it's just uh, like you know i'm like oh, you want to get married or what you're a wu-tang fan let's fucking go <laughs> but yeah it was just funny you know because it, it's that recognizable it's seriously almost household name bro mm-hmm. um now the one another thing i looked up real quick last little epilogue here outro um once upon a time in shaolin the saga with this motherfucking thing this was the album you know the the billion dollar the album Shkreli. or whatever the fuck martin shrelly martin shrelly or whatever yeah shrelly uh the pharma bro who was ripping everybody off, bought the album. Wild character of a guy. And there are a couple videos out there where he's playing the album, like a couple tracks, but the fucking sound is so distorted. You can't hear one goddamn thing. I mean, if you can, I don't know. More power to you. It might have been AI audio edited at this point, but I didn't find that. So if you have that, let me know. Um, 
But yeah, he got arrested then. He lost his rights to the album. Well, I guess he had to forfeit them to the government. And then, uh, did you know, though, that the government sold the album off to some, like, crypto company? Ended up buying it? For, like, way more than the orig- than Martin bought it for originally anyway. So we're talking millions and millions here. But what, is did it, you... what is it, Pleaser DAO or something like that? Is it's the name some... of the company? Yeah, it's something weird. It's some, it's they, something they bought weird, it for like... $4 million. Four, okay. Yeah, I think it was originally like one something million or something. I thought it was maybe a little more than that. But um, yeah, so about four million, this this company bought it. And I've looked. I can't see what their fucking plans are. Like, because legally, they can only play this at listening parties or for like, I think they could play it for on like a stream or something. I mean, I think they just can't like sell it. And if they decide not to do that, this shit ain't going to get released until it's like 2130, I think was the year. Something fucking nuts. Huh. Oh, is when it would like actually be allowed to be released. Fold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, it is interesting that it ended up with this company because I guess their specialty is they collect uh, super rare digital art. Is their thing? Yeah, like NFTs. And so shit, NFT right? style stuff. Yeah, yeah. Or it's just you know, just rare digital there. files in general. But what the fuck they but, gonna do with it, man? Yeah, man. No, it, I can't find anything about what they're gonna do with it. No, but there's no this info. Is keeping it in a vault somewhere in New York City is what, all I can see here. And um, some of the reviews of the very, very few in the world who have heard it said that it it does have a very like reminiscent. Um, early woo feel to it. Um, so I don't know, but uh, kind of pissing me off because I want to hear it. But yeah. shares on it, so I don't know how good it can be. Which is kind of a weird choice. That that I noted that and was like, huh? Share? Okay. Well, whatever. Uh... But yeah, I didn't know if you had any interest in that or followed any of that saga. Yeah, definitely paid attention to it when it was going down. Yeah. I know too much about Martin Shkreli now just because <laughs> he was tied to Wu-Tang. Because I love Wu-Tang that much, you know? Yeah, no, I'm with you. I even watched a couple of his streams where they were saying, he's going to be playing the album on these streams. So I was like trying to watch a couple times, I remember. And nah, this dude's just a fucking troll. He was just bullshitting, talking, and you know. And I, I didn't watch long enough to see anything, but yeah, apparently there Los was some Angeles interview. Quigley. Yeah, but there was some interview he was doing where he played like a part of three of the songs, but like you can't even really make it out. So it's kind of worthless. So I don't know. Who knows? Someday. Oh, I'll see you in 2130. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> or no, what What would it be? It was it was an 88-year ban, I think he said. I think Method Man called it. 2103. Man, okay, 2103. I'm sorry. Yeah, so it was 88 that. years from 2015. 2015, okay. And yeah, Method Man spoke out against the 88-year commercial ban, blaming RZA and producer Chivalrings. Uh, Rich replied, it's necessary to maintain the integrity of the album. No, I mean, I kind of, 
it does reek of publicity stunt, but I kind of dig it. Kind of interesting and unique and kind of weird and woo right. type to do something off the wall. Maybe it'll go down as the first NFT ever. First NFT album, you mean? Oh, no, it was. Ever, pre, I mean, no, you're right. Yeah, that was pre If you NFT, think about probably. it, it's probably. just a well, super did, rare digital thing, you know? Did blockchain know exist? Because pretty much aren't NFTs just blockchain? Blockchain change? Yeah, I'm not I sure. I don't know the technology, to Back be honest. Then. I don't even know how to pronounce the technology, bro, but... um. I don't know. Who knows? It could be the first it, NFT. Maybe I'm it started around that. the yeah. <laughs> could have it's it's around the same time period. You know, look, they came out with the, the enhanced CD. Doing that before anyone listen to the CD or throw it in your computer and chill in the mansion, bro. Yeah. I gotta watch a video of that. The too. Woo sure Mansion. I, there is a YouTube video. Did you watch there. it? I remember I doing it. I, I was didn't. so hyped because um, I remember you saying I remember you were you, pretty disappointed too. <laughs> oh my god yeah, it was horrible once you actually got into it <laughs> but um like you had to have the windows 95 i remember i upgraded maybe the year before so i was like oh, i'm all set this is gonna be great and it was just one of those things you put it in loads forever because it's it's, it's windows 95 technology <laughs> yeah, yeah windows 95 is what you're running and it's just like right. and then the la you like the the mansion itself in my mind it was just all pixelated and kind of crappy and maybe you clicked on a video clip and it took forever to load that and then played it and then you click in another room and it takes forever to load the other area and it's just like oh my god so i don't know but i want i do want to find that though that would be hilarious you get to work compatibility mode everybody we're going oh, back yeah. to the mansion <laughs> uh, i bet you could download it somewhere right and run yeah your computer right. It's probably on archive.com, to be honest. Big up archive.com, bro. Or dot org. Dot org, yeah. Fuck yeah, man. Um, you got any final words here for, uh... Nah, we already talked final words. All right, no, thank yeah, you, yeah. everybody. <laughs> we out. Wu-Tang forever, dude. Wu-Tang forever. Yep. Done. Um, I think next week... You want to get into some true crime in hip hop? I do. I know I you do. do. You can't I'm hyped stop. about this. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, we're going to start digging into the criminal underbelly of the hip hop world and the characters that lie within the antagonists who lurk in the biz. Um, but yeah, I think we're going to highlight a couple. Um, crime stories in uh, hip-hop because it's not all peaches and candy all right it ain't all up <laughs> yeah. it ain't all up-tempo fun hip-hop tracks it gets real out there and real shit happens some of these guys don't just rap about being gangsters they are gangsters so we no, will yeah, find some out of them about that life about, about that life that life for sure shit man you touched on a lot of it already uh, in our uh, our uh, yearly freaking yeah, podcast. Yeah, talked about it a little bit. You see some of that shit happen. Shug, right off the bat. Yeah. That's that's one. I don't know if we'll, top, we'll talk about him next week, but we'll talk about some shit. Uh, so make sure you guys stay tuned for that. Um, thank you for 
listening to us tonight talk about Wu-Tang Forever. This has been Hip Hop History 101. Uh, I, I never write down the outro. I forget it. This is my freestyle outro, so I think I'm missing stuff. Check us out, lostboyssociety.org, where you can check out more of our stuff. Find out about our other shows. And, uh, I don't know. Peace us out, bro. I don't know what I'm saying. I'm tired. <laughs> yeah, Midnight you, Prophet. What was yours? Something Magician? Oh, that's right. Uh, the Arrogant, Arrogant Magician. Magicians yeah. is signing off, motherfuckers. Arrogant Magician, motherfucker. Protect your neck. Arrogant Magician, motherfucker. <laughs>